from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have John Wedgeworth here from Nerd Noise Radio to talk to us about Nintendo, and there's a little AEW news. I beat one of the toughest bosses in video game history, the camera in Mario 64. <laughs> and I'm stuck chasing my own shadow. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 245. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, this time in four hours, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, shipped up and shipped out, Mikowski. I'm John, messenger forever and ever and ever. And we have a special guest this week. That's my cue. Um, (laughs) St. John from Nerd Noise Radio. What's up? Nice to have you here again. It's been a while. We've we've hung out outside of the recording uh, for various various stuff but we haven't actually yeah, done a, a show with you lately so i was like well shit we should do a show so here we are we're doing we're doing one of those awesome. right right here we last time actually last time we hung out was uh during the uh was on election day was yeah. when, when all four of us hung out and uh, there's we were, we were very we were kind of like uh you know a little in the week of uncertainty as i said in the description of last week's episode but supposedly as long as nothing gets super fucked up uh trump didn't win so that's a nice relief that's happened. Well, he he didn't win either way, and now the only question is whether or not he's going to be able to steal it back. That's yeah. that's that's what I mean. That's, that's that's yeah. Like he, I don't think. I mean, I hope that people are just kind of done with his shenanigans, but you never know because he's very much uh, yeah. Speaking of shenanigans, I should mention at the top that there's currently an argument going on uh, next door to my apartment. So if you hear any rumblings. You know, that's what's happening. <laughs> I'm just waiting for like a hand to come through the wall, you know, like UHF, mm-hmm. where like they're like having, where they're like, they live by the karate dojo and like the random arms like pop through the wall. And John will be like, what time right. is it? And then like a hand with a watch comes out and you can just check it. <laughs> that was in, that was in UHF, but yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm waiting to happen. When people just get thrown through your wall. Like it, like it ends up becoming like a battle, like a Smash Brothers battle. And it's just somebody comes through the wall and it's Ugh. like, it's like, KO. <sighs> <laughs> we're never oh, lucky enough hopefully. to have that happen during recording <laughs> that would definitely uh give some give those five dollar donators something to watch on the video here see somebody fly through the wall what what have you been up to lately john so i've been playing a game called house move where you pick up boxes and put them in the back of trucks and then drive across town and then take them out of the trucks and put them in another house mm. It, it's a virtual reality game. You know? Yeah, it's it's like that one. Uh, what was that? Well, there was like a moving game on Switch, right? It's like that, but in real life. Yes, it's called Moving Out or something like that. It was made by the same guys that did the cooking game. I thought. Yeah, yeah. It was a demo yeah, for it, but I never played it. It looked a little similar to the ambulance game too. Whichever one that was. Oh yeah, the ambulance stretchers. Game. Stretchers, yes. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was called. I forgot about mm-hmm. that game. 
well, that's been that's been taking up most of my time, and I've been um, I've been quarantined from work for the past week with a COVID scare. Not me. In fact, I got my test and I'm negative, but um, I was two degrees of separation, so I had to stay out of work. And um, even if I'm at work doing a damn good job, it's still more rest than staying at home and chasing the toddler around all day. So <laughs> that's what I've been doing. But in what free time I've had, uh, I have been just chipping away at Mario 3D All-Stars. Yeah, we, we actually we, we all kind of have a story about uh, Mario 3D All Stars for this for this week. It was also I mean we can all we can all talk about it at once, but uh, I I beat I beat Super Mario 64 for the second time in one sitting. This time I beat it in less than four hours, so I was pretty proud of that. I was wow. able to shave an hour off of my last time. I know it's not that I know it's not that great compared to people who can beat it in like 20 minutes and stuff, but for me that's I thought it was pretty good. Like for being being able to crank out 70 stars. And beat Bowser in less than four hours, so so I was proud of myself for that. I just think the fact that you can actually sit down and play a game that long and be that dedicated to not rage quitting it—it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it, Mario sixty four doesn't make me mad, but that's because I've you know all the all the anger from Mario sixty four. I think I that all that went into my broken controllers from high school. You know, from from playing it. Actually, you know, I only had one broken controller, but but all that anger is in is in my teenage past. So. I, I guess I, I learned to live with learned to live and love Super Mario sixty four because I played it so much. So it's kind of it doesn't really bother me. The to me to me yeah. it's like that anger has been living in my heart since nineteen ninety six. It's just like been mutating over time, and yeah, I finally just faced it head on, and there re- there was literal yelling involved. Oh my my anger my anger stays with uh, Super Mario Sunshine. That's the one that I hate. Out of the three, out of the three of them. Oh, I yelled at that one too, but not as much as this one. <laughs> yeah, because sixty four still seems like it seems like it's my fault. Like I don't really feel like I like it. Like the game screwed me over. But Mario Sunshine, eighty percent of the time, Mario just I tapped I tapped like one thing and he just ran like way farther than I should. No, I agree with you there. I feel like the control is real slippery on Mario Sunshine Super, especially in those fucking secret levels which we've talked about before, but. There's so many times, like, I, I I should have done it. Like, I should have kept, just started making, like, a collection of all the times that I died stupidly on Super Mario Sunshine, where it obviously wasn't my fault. I should have made a big, like, just, like, you know, captured all of them through the Switch and... Oh, uh, yeah. This and posted real. them all to Twitch because... Or to, to Twitter or something, because, yeah, some of them were really, really dumb. Like, there's the one where, uh you know, there's the one where the guys, like, throw you, which that's already a stupid level, where mm-hmm. the pianos, like, throw you into things. And, and one time, it, like, threw me into the wall. And I was like stuck on the wall for like, I don't know, 10 seconds or something like you're supposed to. And then I try to move and I like still fly off the wall. <laughs> it's like, why, why? This doesn't make any sense. Like this is completely broken. And the, a lot of the physics is broken on that game. So yeah, that's the one that made me the angriest was Sunshine. Cause I was like, fuck this game, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, you made it, but you did it. You made it through Mario 64. We did, we did kind of a, we kind of did sort of a co-op stream about it on Twitch. Oh yeah, and that was awesome, man. And I, I would be interested in doing something like that in the future. Yeah, or even doing the same game at I, the same I, time. But that was really cool to kind of. I, I tried to be a. Uh, I tried to be. He was like coach. my coach. Yeah, I tried to be the Super Mario sixty four coach to 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 Jeremy to try to show him where a lot of the easy stars are. And I hope you don't hate a uh, booze booze level. As no, much I as like it did. better now that I I've I'll actually gone into it. I was going to say, I don't know why you hate that level. Like, that's one of my favorite levels. because I was always scared of the ghost house level. Like, oh. it creeped me out when I first played it. And so <laughs> I think the- I felt the same way about the one in 64. Oh, well, yeah. 
Well, well, the one, yeah. I mean, that's why I love the one in '64 because it creeped me out, but I really like playing it. Like that's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was like, oh wow, this is so like, you know, it blew me away. It's like this is so 3D and this is so like haunting, and you know, and I love that stuff. So I was. But some of the it. other stars were like way worse than those. Like, oh yeah. And, oh, and the the reason why I I couldn't get that roof star is I was tr- I was just doing it all wrong. Like the very first try, I I when I turn it back on the next day i got it the the roof star is kind of tricky because of the because the camera angles are fixed and you can't really yeah. see where you're going and you have to like long jump but you also have to run after you mm-hmm. land from the long long jump and, and you have you to be able to stop and yeah, you have to be able to stop in the right place and all that so it's i mean a lot of it like yeah i just try to you know make it down to a science i guess <laughs> on some you've of those played this game so much that i think it's kind of like you know you've got like instinctual play of it's it. ingrained it's ingrained in my mm, muscle ingrained. yeah how many so, times do you think you beat the game Trey? how many times have i beat the game i don't know i used to play i used to beat it all the time i used to beat it like every day when i was in high school so <laughs> this is this was like my my life when i was a teenager in high school mm-hmm. i would i would go to school i would come home and then i would play the same stars like over and over again pretty much after school i would play the i would play the hand the hand with the eyeball star from uh, from the pyramid, I would do. Yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. I, did that one. I would do the volcano stars because I thought that looked really cool. I would do like all the bosses. I would race the giant penguin because when you get 120 stars, the penguin gets bigger. Like the, the oh, penguin okay. race, he'll be way bigger if you get 120 stars. So I would race him because he was more difficult if you tried to play him again. You know, you still get you, you still get a star that doesn't really do anything for you, but you get to play a harder version of that race later, and that was really cool. And I would go see Yoshi on top of the on top of the castle, which I still want to want to do. I'm like 15 stars away from getting 120, but I, but I really hate like, you know, I love that game, but I hate like TikTok clock and I hate, uh, the rainbow ride one. Like I hate both those levels. So, I mean, it's, it's hard for me. And that's where I tried each of those one time. That's where the stars are that I need. And I just don't want to play those levels because I don't like them at all because it's so easy to die. Like, and that's why, that's part of why I like the, the boo level so much is there's no pits in that. Like any of the, any of, like nothing kills you. Like any of the pits you fall into, they all take you down into the, into like the carousel thing, but nothing kills you. Like that's what I like about that level a lot too, because it's not, everything's like solid ground, you know? Whereas like TikTok clock and especially like the, the rainbow one, there's like nowhere to, you know, there's every, it's like all pits and then just like little places to stand on. So it makes it really hard. So I have zero stars in either of those levels. Yeah. And, uh, and so like at the end of the thing, and I, and I was, it is up on, twitch if anyone wants to check it out I, maybe i'll upload it or something at some point but i had like two stars left to get and i was just looking at the list and it was really daunting because i didn't want to go to any of those levels and i was like wait a minute here's one in a like the very first snow level that i hadn't gotten and it was the one where the head rolls onto the snowman oh yeah yeah so oh, i got right. that one pretty that one's quick. weird yeah that, that one's and weird then I, and they, then i had yeah. i think for the last one i went up to what did i do for the last one i think the last one might have been the second uh, volcano one where you go up on the moving platform. Did, did you have hard time? A hard time with the volcano stuff in there? Not really. I know some of the. I tr- mean, jumps I got can a be little, little pissed tricky. off. I got yeah. died a few times, but no, it was nothing like some of the earlier stuff with the yeah. weird jumping. I always thought. I don't know. I always thought the volcano looked cool. Like I, I really liked the way that level looked, and I really liked the way the hand boss looked. So that's why I would like just play it over and over again you know i used to do that a lot when i was well that was in the pyramid right yeah that's in the pyramid also but yeah it, well that's the one where you blow the top off where you fly to fly mm. to all four of the peaks and then you knock the top off and you fight the guy i like the way he looked he looked like a zelda boss and i think there's actually a similar boss that's like that in in wind waker later on gamecube but uh the one with the hands what had the had the eyes in the hands 
Oh, right. But uh, yeah, I've, I've played a lot of that. Which which one have you been playing on here, John? Uh, John Wedgworth. So I um, I recently beat sixty four. Oh, nice! Uh, for only the second time in my life, I beat it once on N sixty four back in ninety six, and then once on the Switch. Um, Seventy stars both times. Uh, I did. I do think I had all six from the Boo Castle though. And now I'm on Sunshine, and I'm actually stuck on a secret right now. Uh, the uh, Ser- the Serena Beach one. With the LED Mario kind of moving up in the background. That's the one that's in the shell, right? Where you have to go, like, jump on all those things and get... Is it that one or no? No, that's, no, the one that's, where no, you that's Nokia Bay. The, it's the one in the lobby at the hotel where you have to turn the pink booze in and then you jump into the boo statue. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. remember. That. I mean, I did... Yeah, I did all, I did enough to where to beat that game, so I did beat Sunshine. But, yeah, I don't remember which one exactly that is. But all those secret ones are just... They're just mean, you know, because I, I always feel like the controls were always a little janky. So the, so the, the water pack kind of like helps you like even it out, you know, like helps mm-hmm. you kind of float to where you think you were supposed to jump to. But they, of course, mm-hmm. they remove your water pack for those secret levels. So it's just like, yeah. And, and, and the thing that pissed me off more than anything is getting rid of long jump. That was the dumbest move of all time where they just got rid of the long jump move. I'm like, why? Like I used that for everything. Like the right. long jump and the backflip, you can't do either of them. And that and I use those all the time on Super Mario 64. You can 64. do the turnaround jump that's that's almost like the backflip. The can, side flip is a good substitute. Yeah, you can the, do the side flip. But but for like a lot of those secret levels, the jumps are really fucking far apart. And it's like, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to get there? You got to jump and dive or you got to like jump and do the 3. You got to do the 1 2 3 and then the third big jump. But you can't Was do there some new move like occupying that those buttons on the controller that they couldn't do the long jump or the. I I thought it was I thought it was replaced by the water mechanic, but these levels take away the water yeah. mechanic. So you I think don't, they probably felt like you, you were don't okay have it. if you had that and the water cannon. Yeah, but you don't have it, and they and there are these really really long jumps, and there's a lot of jumps that just don't make any sense in in Sunshine. We have to like wall kick over here and then go a different way and somehow make it, and so those yeah those secret levels are awful. I mean, I had so many times where I would like, I'd like play it and then I die and then I get a game over and then I go, got to go back and then go get to the secret level again. Mm-hmm. And that in itself mm-hmm. is annoying. I had a lot of trouble with the Nokia Bay one, the one that's in the shell that, uh, that I was talking about that you had to jump to mm-hmm. on all those like stretchy rubber band things. Like that was really fucking annoying. Well, I hated Bowser, the last <laughs> Bowser boss, man. I was yelling today. <laughs> In broad daylight at my TV because because you can yeah I was always that the camera just oh the camera sucks so much in that part too yeah. because I think like and I can mo- see because the more I tried you. it yeah the more I tried it, the more like I didn't necessarily have to be able to see myself to know where to grab his tail you know mm-hmm. it gets intuitive after a while but without being able to move it around I just kept like diving into his back and then hurting myself and uh, oh yeah. Or, or I would think that I was right. I yeah. think I'd be grabbing his tail, and then I would dive, and I would jump off the edge, and just all this stuff was happening. It was really frustrating me. And then on top of that, you got all that fire that's like trying to to, to hunt you down while you're moving him. And hmm. I I don't know why I had such good luck with the Bowser battles in '64 because I died four thousand times everywhere else. But uh, I don't know if I died to Bowser once. Yeah, um, wow. Th- that that was actually something that I that I'm really that I'm weak at as far as my. Super Mario 64 skills go is I was so bad at throwing Bowser. Like I could never, I, I kind of have it down to like somewhat of, somewhat of a thing now where I kind of try to count. I try to count like when I'm at the spot where I should let go of him. 
I try to count oh. it in my head. So then I, so then when I get, so I know when I'm supposed to let go and then maybe that'll go the right way. But another thing that like really helped me a lot as far as the c- camera goes on that game is I press down on the C stick where it's always farther away mm-hmm. and I don't really move it at all. It, it kind of just does its own thing and I just kind of run with it like that. That's how I've done it. Where it's, where, the fights. where it's the lack of two and you also, and it's pointing down on the bottom and has an arrow down there. So it's the farthest. See, I was trying, I couldn't remember how to change it, but I, yeah. I, I was like, I think there's a way to just make it stay overhead, but yeah. And that's the way that I play most of the games. It, the game is like that, which is keep it overhead. And I don't really mess with it really, unless it's the Bowser thing. So when I grab Bowser, I, I bring the camera down behind Mario and then mm-hmm. I just so I know exactly where to throw it at, and I try to line it up with wherever one of the bombs are, and then I, and then I you know throw it like that. You don't do it where it's the first person view while you're spinning him, do you? No, I didn't. I didn't know you could do that. It was letting me do that, um, and I've got it on video where it was like it was like when I was spinning him, and like the whole camera was spinning with me or whatever. Oh wow, that sounds like a sounds like that would make you throw up all, all over Might the place. Have been a glitch. <laughs> yeah, there is mean, that. If that you've been drinking. <laughs> I had a also a, there. I didn't deal with too many glitches, but last night I like bumped into a bully inside the volcano, and he got stuck in the wall. He, <laughs> he was just hanging there out there inside the wall because I fell down a couple times, and then he would just be, still be stuck in the same place when I'd go back. One so, of the that was kind of cool. Like the only glitch that I really found, and this is one I put on Twitter, but uh, when I was collecting the eight coins in the dire, dire docks, the place that's right by the second Bowser level, mm-hmm. for some reason, when I got the last coin, it like transported me into like the bottom of the water, like off of the, off of the, I was, I was hanging on the pole and then I like went to a whole different part of the level. So that was weird. That had never happened to me before. That is weird. So that was a weird, that was a weird glitch where like, I think it stuck me like in, like in where the, where the star is like on the bottom, like in the, like in the in the bubbles and stuff, so so that's what happened. But yeah, you got so you beat all of them now, all of the Mario three stars. Jeremy has. Good. So there you go. Now you can throw away that game and never touch it again. I don't know if I will <laughs> play much more of it, but I mean, it's nice to have it to go back and. I might try to get more in Galaxy or in Sunshine, but I don't know how. Maybe I'll try to get 120 and 64. It'll just take a really, really long time to do it. Yeah, I want. I want to get. I'm planning on getting 120 and 64 for sure. I don't know if I. You know, we talked about because you know because they're going to add. They're going to fix the camera angle and take it back to inverted yeah. as it originally was, or give you the option to switch it back to what it what it originally was in a later update, which I think is on the 15th. So maybe when that happens, I'll try Sunshine again, but. Yeah, some of those, some of the stuff are in there. Spoiler warning here. I want to know, Jeremy, what happens? What super secrets unlock when you beat all three games in this very special Mario collection? <laughs> oh, it's really cool. It says, we were just joking you never needed the cartridge, and then they just stay on your system. Sweet. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. Uh, I wish there was something, but I haven't noticed anything. In fact, it's the same in, as it used to be in... 64 where you would have had to reset the game to go back to the home screen like oh yeah yeah like i was like if there was anything to unlock you think it would automatically show it at that moment but i had no. to reset the game in order to even like continue or you know close the app yeah i had I had to do the same thing when i beat 64 again so so sorry to break it to you guys nothing <laughs> special as far as i no, can tell no unlockables unless any if there was an unlockable we would know by now oh so, totally totally because uh, people have already beat it yeah yeah, but it's cool. Like, I'm kind of wondering if I want to go back to Galaxy Two because I've never beaten Galaxy Two. Maybe I should go to that game and try to beat that one next. 
Yeah, Galaxy Two is great. See, the, this is the so I haven't really played that much of Galaxy. Well, I did a little bit, you know. But my my problem with the Mario 3D All Stars Galaxy version is I really don't like pointing with the controller. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't. That's terrible. And it's and I really it, it, like playing it. The more and more I play it like that, like play it with a regular controller and have to like hit a button and then like move it around to point and stuff. It really makes me want to just play it on the Wii, like the way it was supposed to be. And I tried playing it with the Joy-Cons, and they and I mentioned it last week, but they just don't work very well at all. Like the pointing is really, really off on mine, so I don't know. So it's kind of like, I don't, I, I mean, I haven't, I'm not that far from beating Galaxy, but I kind of don't like it at all on, on, the, on the 3D All-Stars version. So it's kind of, I don't really have that much of a pull to play that version. I'd rather play. I about ten minutes of it and knew I would never play it again. Yeah, I'd, wow. I'd, I'd rather play that. I'd rather play Sunshine or sixty four than that game because it's just it just doesn't feel right. Especially, well, now that you know you're not going to unlock anything. I guess there's not any reason to. Yeah, I mean, fun. You could unlock fun, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's fun. Play. Well, I haven't touched um, uh, Galaxy yet because I'm I'm forcing myself to go in order. You know, I didn't touch Sunshine until I beat sixty four. I won't mm-hmm. touch Galaxy until I touch until I beat Sunshine. So I I have no I have no frame of reference for the sure for it. as much as I complain about it I do think I liked how sixty four was on this the best it felt most like the controls were I don't know Galaxy is pretty cool too but without having the Wii Mote elements to it you know it felt truncated it's really strange yeah yeah and so other and then yeah Mario Sunshine's always frustrating so. <laughs> Yeah. It ended up, yeah, 64 actually ended up being one of the ones I liked the best in spite of all the shit I'm talking. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's old. It is old. It's 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 like, um, you know, in a way, we kind of went back to, the, it's it, N64 is like the Atari of 3D games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, we really had polished up 2D with the 16-bit generation. And then now we're kind of like starting all over again. It was you know, new, like it's a brave it, yeah. new world, but it's the beginning. New frontier, so, yeah. It was they were yeah, yeah. it was I mean I felt like I mean I had played like Doom and stuff like that at the time, but Super Mario sixty four blew me away. I felt like that was like the first like good like not that Doom's bad, but that it was it was like a really good three D game, you know, like it was and it was definitely the first three D platformer I ever played, for sure, you know. And I just felt like they handled three D so well at the time that it that's why I wanted to just play it all the time, because it just I, you know, it just, I'd never played anything like it. And, and it was, and there wasn't even that much like it on 64 even. I mean, later you got Banjo Kazooie and Donkey Kong and stuff like that, but that took years, you know? So, <laughs> so when, if you were an early adopter of 64 like I was, that's basically what you played was Mario 64, you know? And it definitely, oh. you know, pioneered like, you know, in, as far as Nintendo properties go, like 3D Zelda would be a little bit like Mario 64, you yeah. know, I guess even Mer- Metroid to a small extent, like there's elements of that game that you get that kind of go through all of Nintendo's history now. Well, post post that game. So I get why it's important and I loved it as a kid. And I, it's just that there's so, so much other stuff now. Yeah. Uh, for me. Um, and I've, I've softened on this a little bit, but at the time for me, when we were going from 2d to 3d, the measuring stick for me of whether it was a good transition is did it feel like the old game, you know, like uh, Ocarina of time felt like link to the past, you know, mm-hmm. it was 3d, but it felt like that metal gear solid felt like metal gear. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. But then Mario didn't feel like Mario at all. And Sonic hell Sonic was the most reductionist <laughs> thing yeah. I'd ever experienced. You know, press forward, 
and press B and press B and press B and win. Yeah, Son- I mean, mm-hmm. Sonic was its own thing, which they've been struggling that with that for years <laughs> to try to perfect the 3D Sonic formula, but... Right, and then they were. It was it was the same thing all over again, where they were trying to make their killer app like Mario sixty four, mm-hmm. but better. Yeah, but they didn't make it there. I don't think. No, I mean when Mario. he's getting chased by the whale, it looks really cool. That'll always, I'll always think, remember like how impressed I was with the first time I oh, saw. Oh sure, it. and I still, I mean, I still yeah. love that first level of Sonic Adventure two. But I mean, there's a lot of I like the Sonic stuff in that, but a lot of the other stuff oh. is just. Not Sonic great. and the Secret Rings was the step in the right direction. I thought. I, I thought, like, as far as the way it controls, like Sonic was basically a race car in that game, and it had race car controls. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I thought, okay, this is like now they're starting to finally figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then they never did that again. Like everybody else thought it was a terrible idea. I guess I liked it. Was a great yeah. game, but it was it was an interesting step, which I thought was in the right direction. Well, then they well they kept doing it and they kept sticking with like fairy tales, and then they went to like. Sonic and the Black Knight, but it didn't really control at all like like that, you know. And then there was the Were Sonic, the Were Hog and all that and you know. Sonic know was also a pinball before Mario was. True. True. Sure, Sonic's pinball. And that makes more sense than the Mario pinball game. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought Mario Pinball was fine, but it's still dumb. I mean it's like it's Mario, Mario gets turned into a ball for no reason. It's too hard. Yeah. It is quite difficult, yeah. I have it on, I bought it on Wii U just because they re released it on Game Boy Advance and I play around with it every once in a while, but yeah, it is it is pretty difficult. I guess with save states, it might be. I just I always wanted to play it because it was reviewed so badly, and it's just too too weird of a thing for me to not play. You know, it's like I have to play that game, so it was fine to throw down like eight dollars for it or whenever it came out. Have you been enjoying? Uh, have you been enjoying Super Mario Sunshine on there, DM John? You know, I uh, I guess I've been enjoying it enough that we'd have to call my take on it a uh, dissenting opinion. I, um, you know, I, I actually think I like it better than 64 on balance. I, the controls are bad by today's standards, but I have found them less frustrating than 64. And maybe there's that question, how much of this is the control and how much of this is the camera? Yeah. And I don't know that I have a great answer to that, but the, the, the tag team and the controls and the camera, I actually have been having less of a problem with on sunshine than on uh, 64. Although also I have to make, uh, I have to make a very embarrassing confession. I told Trey, but this is new to everyone else for as big as I am in the video game scene, you know, uh, into the video game world. I, uh, this is my first time ever playing Super Mario Sunshine. Like I missed it completely the first time. So for me, there's that newness of experiencing it. You know, they've got the visuals kicked up to 1080p uh, widescreen. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing, and this is probably the least important thing, but if there's one thing that Sunshine does much better than 64 is giving the illusion in these small little level worlds, that's a great big world. Mm. You know, because Super Mario 64, it doesn't even try to hide it. You know, there's Sunshine like, has some pretty big levels. Yeah, well, and even when they're not big, they do a decent job, you know, because you have the ocean and stuff. They have a decent job of yeah. making it look like you're in this big space when you're not. Oh, yeah, and everything's connected too, which is really cool. Because like, like when you're at the when you're like the at the hotel with the stingray, like in the distance, you can see like where where the where the um you know where where the theme park is. You know, you can right. see where Peanut Park is, and everything kind of relates to each other. You can see where there's like a good spacing of it. You know, where it kind of feels like maybe everything is all on this island like you can see where the different parts are that you know, which is really cool and it does look really right. good i'll give it that like when i was playing it you know i was trying to beat it i was like wow this this game looks really good like it does look like i feel mm-hmm. like it, they did 
clean it up somewhat. Either that, or the, just you know, just did the gave it a higher resolution. But I think it does look nice. Like the reflections HGTV. in that game are better than like any other Mario game. Like because I was playing oh, the Galaxy the water. after yeah, that, yeah. and I'm even like looking at like Odyssey a little bit. Like man, they just went like they went the full mile with like making sure that uh, there was lots of cool reflections and stuff. Yeah, and totally. That, like when you're on, when you're trying to knock those things off the mirrors to get the big, mm-hmm. you know, worm off, that's incredible. I mean, hadn't, I hadn't played the original. So was it that good in the original or is that a big bump up from mm-hmm. the original? It, it was, was always that way. Yeah. They just, it just looks better now because it's in yeah. HD. Well, I mean, Nintendo's like always been, they, I feel like they've always been about water. Like water's like for the most part, like especially like, well, especially stuff that's based around water. Like I still remember. Being yeah, being blown away by like Wave Race sixty four when I first saw that. I like just didn't watch like the, the the menu screen. I thought the water on that was amazing. Yeah, or like when you when you would like put your name in and like the the letters would like dip in the water and the water would be like would like ripple out and all that. I was like, wow, that's so cool. And, and Wave Race Blue Storm on the we on the GameCube, the water was incredible on that. You know mm-hmm. that loading screen where you could move the cursor around and see the water yeah. trailing behind it. I bet that I bet that look good today if we fired that up. I would love I would love for them to re-release that game. That I feel like that game was so like underrated and nobody played it. It was like a it was like practically a launch game. Well, it was it was it had I thought it was like launch window or like somewhere towards the beginning of the GameCube games, but mm-hmm. I I bought mm-hmm. it for cheap way later. Like I think I bought it for less than 20 bucks, but I have it. I have the disc of it for GameCube, but that game is really good. Like it's and like I wish it, I wish it would get a revival. It's, I'm so, I don't know. I, I don't understand why they can't just like re-release. I'd be fine with them doing like a fucking wave race pack that just has wave race and blue storm on there. Like I'd buy that, you know, like yep. just to there play those again. Like, balance mechanic with it. There was something about it that was different from the original. The blue storm. Yeah. I'd I mean, be thinking of 1080. I mean, I like to, I like the new 1080 also. I mean, so. I think I think the main reason that the new that the GameCube 1080 one didn't score as well is that it wasn't as good as SSX tri- SSX tricky, and that was why oh. people were upset. But I mean, I thought it was great. I bought that one cheap too. And there's and there's a snowboard that's a GameCube that's a that's a giant Nintendo controller. So I thought that was awesome. Did <laughs> you get to do you get to you know uh, sled down the down the mountain with this giant fucking blocky ass NES yeah. controller? And it like makes noises when you jump. It's like brown brown. Like it sounds like Mario and all that. So. It's cool. Awesome. That that was worth it for the price to to have that nice little little hidden thing in there. Um, I really enjoyed the soundtrack to Wave Race sixty four. It's a sac- it's saccharine as hell, but it's still it's great. One of my yeah, soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. Yeah, the soundtrack is really good. Even though that one, I mean, you know, there's that one song from the where where you do the the one where you do all the the stunts. You know, like the stunt level. They have that song that has that part that sounds exactly like the Mary Tyler Moore theme. You know, it goes the da na 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 da 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 da. It has that. You're gonna make it after all part. No, it's exactly the same. It's the same notes. I was gonna make a. I was actually thinking about doing this for a WART radio. I've actually been putting stuff together for it, but I want to make a playlist of songs that sound like other songs. Because I don't know. I've it's it's been it's been a it's been a thing, and not well. This I don't have that one on there because it was for me. It was songs that sound like other video game songs. Because there's like uh there were there's some stuff in No More Heroes that sounds like stuff from uh the Square Enix game that was in Tokyo, the world never ends. Well, the world ends with you. And there's and now there's songs in uh, in Yakuza Seven that sound like uh, Rhythm Heaven songs. So I'm like I'm, I want to try to put a list together of, of all the ones that. Let's partner on that, Trey, because I was going to do uh, a, a 
a vamp on a face-off episode called vibe off where it was this piece versus another piece from a related game that sounded like it, you know, like, oh, sure, um, yeah. or an obscure one, the boss battle music from black belt on the Sega master system sounds very much like uh Wiley's castle one from Mega Man two, oh, okay. you know, or stuff like that. So let's, let's put our heads together on that. And do oh, sure. Yeah. I, I've just been, it's just been stuff. I've been just been taking notes of it in my brain and just trying to, I only have like a few songs in there, but you know, stuff, and, and some of them are obvious, like, cause there's, there's stuff like, uh, there was the game that we, that we all played that Jeremy beat, uh, that I can't remember because I don't play it Mario anymore. Mario 64? No, the one, <laughs> the, the PlayStation game that never came out, uh, the anti-RPG. Oh yeah, Moon. Oh, Moon. It's like Moon, like, uh, when you're playing, when you're playing Moon at the beginning, like the very first song has like the same three notes as the Dragon Quest theme because it wants to trigger that in your mind. It wants you to think of Dragon Quest. So I was going to have that in there. And plus there was this other game, uh, 99 Vitas that has like the, some of the same notes as, as Streets of Rage song. So I was kind of going like with that sort of idea where it's mm-hmm. like some of it's intentional and some of it isn't. But to me, it's like the beginning sounds so similar that I think it's going to go into a different thing. Like, especially the No More Heroes song and the Yakuza song. Like every time I hear it, I think it's going to go into that other song that I know better, but it doesn't. It goes into this other song, but it's so bizarrely similar, especially the, especially the Rhythm Heaven one. Like that one was really bothering me that I was like, wow, that's like the, maybe it's just, it just, I just hear it a certain way in my mind, but it makes mm-hmm. me think it's going to go right into that rhythm play a lot song, of and it doesn't. There's a song in Chrono Trigger that totally sounds like um, that Rick Astley song. Never, Never going to give you up? up. Yeah, <laughs> and I've thought that ever since I was a kid when I played it. Yeah. I, really, I would really be interested to hear them next to each other and see if that's true or if it's more just the vibe of the song, but. Yeah, I just remember hearing it and being like, this reminds me of that one song. Is this yeah. before like Rick Rolling and stuff I did? Sure, yeah. But now that I've heard that song so many more times, and I, st- I still think it, they sound the same. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so, like I said, some of them are intentional and some of them aren't. But it's And the reason that I know the Rhythm Heaven stuff so much is the soundtrack is fantastic, and I just would listen to it because the songs are so good on there, you know, mm-hmm. and some of them. And this one in particular was one that, like, was a new one from the Mega Mix one that really blew me away that it reminds me of. But, but yeah, but that's that. But, yeah, no, 3D All-Stars, it's a good game, you know. You should play it sometime, L.A. John. You have it. You can, it's a you flawed can play game, it but it's a good want. game. 3D All Stars. At least play. Uh, play at least play Sunshine on there, so you can be angry about it like everybody else. <laughs> Experience the torture. My, my verdict is it is a shit port of three awesome games, and the games are so awesome they easily overpower the crappiness of the of the offering. I mean, that's what I figured it was going to be. I mean, I'm happy that they're on there. It sucks they didn't do more with it, but I mean, the main thing I was really so angry about was just like the lack of options. <laughs> it was just the fact that they changed the controls and then wouldn't let. You know, us us uh, old people who want to play it the original way, they gave us no option to do that. So, if they really straight up killing me, if they really straight up emulations of them, or you know, a virtual console of each of them, I still would have bought each of them individually. Oh sure. So, I yeah, whether or not the port was great, at least I got all three of the games, and I can switch between them on the fly. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I I don't know if I would have played if I would have bought sixty four again if they did it that way. But I'm glad that I did just because I've, you know, I feel like I have some talent in video games from being able to beat that in one sitting. 64. So there you go. That was something I always wanted to do. Nintendo hit that button that says John's got to buy stuff. Yeah. Like (laughs) without my conscious knowing it. Because you expected to get those pins that you never got. 
<laughs> oh my god yeah oh i've forgotten about that somehow <laughs> it was definitely one of those uh, also one of those things that i still it was so incredulous about the rumor like they're not going to make a game called 3d all-stars that's just like that sounds like something somebody made up it did yeah no it totally yeah. sounded like something that, honestly yeah. almost makes me wonder if they didn't say hey let's call it this because of the because that's what people are theorizing it'll be called yeah it's a we live in a weird time now because like it's I remember people saying that, like rumors being like, "Oh yeah, there's going to be a game for like GameCube or Wii that's going to have all the Mario's on there," and it's like it never happened. And I was like, "It's never going to happen," you know. And then there's a rumor about this, and then it does happen. It's like okay, I feel like Nintendo's just kind of leaning into what people want now, and not going as weird sometimes with their stuff. But it's always annoying when you're waiting for like a for like a direct or something, and then direct. And then direct all the news, and it is exactly what everybody's been like saying online. It's like mm-hmm. there's no surprise here. Well, it's yeah, leaks are getting out of hand. I mean, as a as a Pixel fan, you know, I I knew all about this thing like five months before it came out. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. we were just waiting to find out if that's actually what it was. You know, so. yeah, yeah, leaks are annoying just because I want I want it to be I want to be informed about it the way Nintendo wanted to inform me. You know, I want to be able to experience the direct and be surprised instead of being like, Oh yeah, some idiot spoiled that for me on some, on whatever, whatever message message group or Facebook group, whatever. Is there a, is there anything else you've been playing aside from that, John? No. (laughs) Well, I I think I spent like uh, nine cents on Elliot quest. And I think I spent like two hours on it. Oh yeah. That you, you actually played that game. I, I bought it, but I didn't, but I never played it. I, yeah, I, I finally played it. It's this like a Zelda two looking game that was on sale for like nine cents a while back. I've, I've tried to tell myself to just not buy stuff that's on sale for like ten cents because I just I just buy it and don't play it, you know. But uh, is it? I mean, it looked okay. I think I played one level of it. I mean, you must have liked it somewhat if you played it a couple hours. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it well enough. I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm in love with it, but the visuals are deliberately low res looking. It almost looks like an. Uh, uh, a 16 by nine Atari 2600 game almost, mm. you know, um, but the, the audio sounds more like super Nintendo and there's some really good music in there. actually. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, it plays well, you know, yeah, I, uh, three and a half, three and a half out of five stars. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's great for like seven cents. <laughs> oh know? yeah. Oh, for, for nine cents, it, it's gold. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's so, so uh, yeah, it's amazing. Like how they, I don't know. Some sometimes they just I feel like people do that just to try to mess up the highest selling game stuff on the eShop cuz you just drop your thing down to like 5 cents and then all of a sudden really trashy game is like it's like third and then you know and then the sale's gone and then people think it's good and they pay full price for it and that's I feel like they just it's just the grift that they do in uh in the eShop a lot of a lot of this uh shovelware that's on there. Not that that game shovelware, but but there's a lot of stuff on there that's just looks like trash. And they sell it for like hardly anything to try to get the numbers up and then, you know, hope that people will stupidly buy it for the full price. And that just seems like awful, you know? Well, as much as we love Nintendo, let's be honest, the eShop is pretty terrible when it comes to discovery. So they kind of have to do something to get it out of the, you know, on people's radar. Sure. I mean, well, the eShop kind of sucks in general anyway. Like mine doesn't run that well. I'm sure your guys just doesn't either. Like it kind of takes me forever to even like, even like scroll up and down through the games. Have to yep. kind of wait for a minute for them to for it to catch up. It's like really, really slow, and it's always been really slow, and it feels really broken, you know. So I still look at it all the time, but I still feel like it's broken, <laughs> you know. It's it's just like I guess maybe that's why they never put a never put a song on there because it would probably mess it up even more. 
<clears throat> got can, uh, can I tell a quick story about that? Sure. So when I got the switch on launch day, I, um, I had such mixed feelings about finding out there was no music on the eShop because uh, the next episode of my show that was coming out after that was a focus on eShop music, mm-hmm. but it had already been produced. It had already been buttoned up. Right. And, and so on the one hand, I was really relieved that there was no switch eShop music because it means I didn't have to touch the episode. It's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was like, but this is garbage. This is like, this is like disconcertingly quiet. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, you never know when they're going to update stuff and hopefully they'll add some kind of music. I mean, yeah. I think it, it gets people in the buying mood. I mean, it makes people want to spend more time there in that shop rather than just scrolling down, waiting for more to load, scrolling down. Yeah. Uh, the music from the, the Wii is so legendary at this point. Like, yeah. Just thinking all the memes and the parodies that have made, been made with it. Like, they could th- that kind of thing could give them a boost too. Not that Nintendo needs a boost with the Switch right yeah. now, but still. I mean, I, I miss the days of the Wii U eShop. Like the Wii U eShop was so cool because they would they would change the they would change the song on that all the time. Like for mm-hmm. like for holidays or releases, and like whenever there was a Zelda thing, they would change it to Zelda. Or like it, it I felt like they changed the song like maybe like twice a twice a month at least, you know. And it was always something different every time you went on there, and everything was like. It was all categorized, like, here's, like, the games that are under $10, and here's where your multiplayer games are, and here's your virtual console. Like, they had all this beautiful, like, opening page of that, like, showing you where to get everything and all that, and, you know, you just have, it's, you know, it's less than that, than the eShop. It's like they just took the whole design principle behind the, the menus itself of, like, have nothing so it loads fast, and then they transfer that to the eShop. But we can't have a song, you know, I mean... Maybe, yeah, okay, just this yeah. last month or two, we get, finally got the little Mario running. But uh, yeah, that was the biggest. The, that's the biggest update was the was the different Marios running. But yeah, I'm still on the, it doesn't even run fast. You know, it, it like I said, it stutters. It doesn't mm-hmm. scroll, you know, smoothly. Yeah, I mean, this, so what's the, going on? I mean, the Wii U one runs runs better. You know, the one that they were trying to get rid of all the bells and whistles to make it. Plus, run you got to play a little slot machine game while it was loading. Yeah, and you yes. could. Well, yeah, there was the slot machine game, and also I miss like the the animations that they would do. You know, like the Wii, like Mario would count would could get get the money on, on when it was downloading, and and this the 3ds had its own one as well, where it was like bags or something that would like get dropped into a thing that would, that was like the, right. the download animation. I don't think the Wii had one though. The Wii didn't have the Wii it. did it did no, have it, did. it had Mar- it had Mario uh-huh. running. And just running back and forth, and then when you get to a certain progress point, he'd hit a jump and hit one of the bricks. Oh, that, 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 that was that was the Wii. I mean, but the, I don't think the Wii U had one. Oh, had I thought you were talking about the Wii. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, the Wii had one where that's where the first time they did that. But I think the mm-hmm. Wii U it would just like show up and you know would just have a little bar like. Yeah, you would really. actually have to go to like a separate menu to see your downloads on the Wii U. I think. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of how it is now. But I mean, I miss I miss those little animations of. Now it'll just show your on the main screen the yeah. thing downloading. Like yeah, I, I, I'm still of the opinion that it's so bare bones because they rushed it out and then yeah. seeing that it works, they really haven't had any sort of reason to, to change, to change it. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't have a hard time selling games. It's just annoying when I'm trying to look through stuff and it doesn't really, it's kind of like super, you know, it's not smooth when the, with the way it loads and all that stuff. Well, if, uh, if that's what you've been playing, um, is there anything you wanted to say about, about stuff you've been doing for the week? DM John. Just uh, just move, uh, just uh, post move related stuff. Chasing the toddler around, working on the next batch of episodes for the podcast, which we can talk about later. And um, this, that's it for sure. Cool. All right. Well, uh, so 
Yeah, we we talked about we talked about Super Mario sixty four stuff. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention in between episodes, uh, Alex Trebek has died. Oh, we man. lost Alex Alex Trebek, which sucks. I don't know if I, I probably mentioned it before yes. on this show, but I'm a big fan of the Jeopardy games. Like I have a pretty good, pretty big collection of Jeopardy games. I have mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo sixty four one, uh, PlayStation two, Wii and Wii U, and the Switch one also. So I mean, it's been. Do you have the NES one too, right? I probably have one of the NES ones. ones too. There were multiple. There are multiple ones. Yeah, there's several. But uh, I, I don't know if I ever got an NES one again before. But I've definitely played all of them. If you don't have an NES one, I have two copies of the NES Jeopardy because I didn't realize I had already had it when I bought another one. So. Oh okay. Were you a fan of the Jeopardy know. show too, Trey? Uh, I mean, I, I watched the show, but I it, it was more about the game actually. Because the game was a really fun multiplayer game, especially for people who don't really play video games. You know, for people who just want to do, like, trivia stuff. And, yeah, trivia games are cool. And I played a lot of them. Like, even in high school, we played Jeopardy on 64 because the big reason for playing on 64 was because it had FMV with Alex Trebek on it. And, you know, the 64 had, like, no FMV, but that one did. It had animated. And he still had his mustache. Yeah, it had animated scenes with Alex Trebek in it, and I thought that was really cool. And to this day, I think the 64 one is the fucking hardest one out of all of them. Like those those questions are fucking out there. Like they're they're really they're really difficult. And there's so, and, sorry, and, go ahead. I was to say, and and there's no there's not a it's not multiple choice. You have to spell everything out also in that. I game, prefer which those, is re- which is really hard. I prefer the Jeopardy's where you have to spell it out. Yeah, it's it's difficult though because some of those mm-hmm. questions are really out there. I think we had it to where, like, if you, you type, type out white is every time. No, no, it's it, no it already has it in there. But, but it, it's like kind of a context clue. I remember you would try to figure it out because if you would type in a few of the letters, it would kind of finish it for you. So you could just kind of try to go through ideas that you think might be there, and if it doesn't show up as an answer, you'd be like, "Oh, maybe it's a different thing." And that's for the sixty-four one. That was a I like on the way that we did it on the NES version. Like, if the computer answers before you and they get it wrong, the way they get it wrong is. It'll be the right answer, but it'll be like scrambled. Like it'll show like oh really little yeah. marks, like little pe- like uh, asterisks or like money sign. Oh, just like a bunch of random symbols. But it'll still be like kind of like Wheel of Fortune, where like it's the exact number of spaces and they're spaced apart mm. from each other. So that gives you like a little bit of it's like it's kind of a way of like on Jeopardy when someone would be like, "What is Warsack or something?" And they're like, "No, well they meant Warsaw, Poland." But- Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh no, they meant Warsaw. So then you ring in. So that's kind of a similar yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Well, so I left the room for a second to check. Um, like twenty years ago, I inherited a big box of Sega Genesis games, and I'm not sure I've played most of them. But I included in the box. Let's see if we get these to show up. There we go. Oh yeah, the two uh, sports edition Jeopardy sports editions. Yeah, and I don't know that I've ever played them. But now that Alex has passed away, um, as soon as I get. My Genesis hooked back up after the move here. I think I will fire them. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you definitely should. Uh, Je- uh, Jess and I, we we did a we played a couple rounds of Jeopardy on the Switch just because you know, and she kicked she kicked my ass, but we uh, <laughs> we we was like, oh, we we got to play some Jeopardy, so we did play. She's it. really good. We played a couple rounds of it on Sunday. Yeah, we've unlocked like because on the Switch one, you uh, you know, you get like points for how much you get right for whatever category and it's kind of like an rpg system like you you can level up and unlock more categories mm-hmm. and we've unlocked i think we've unlocked all of the categories for most of the topics i think all the topics except one but yeah no no she's really good and i think i only i only won like one time because there was a whole there was like a whole category all about star trek and it was all like 
episode names of the original series, <laughs> and like I was the only one that knew those, so I killed in that one. But that was the only that was like one of the few times that I won at Jeopardy, and that's what I like about Jeopardy is sometimes it can be like as like obscure and you know be like all just about pop culture and stuff, and not necessarily you know textbook answers or whatever. That's why I only, always enjoyed about it. Because like one of the what is it, the the Jeopardy Kids edition on NES has a whole bunch of has a whole bunch of questions in it about like about like seventies Marvel comics and stuff like that. So it's really it's cool, you know. So I, I like that it had you know did you know, kind of dealt with more nerdy stuff in there. And I know they've had like video game related questions in the past and stuff like that. So. I saw Stern Pinball posted on Facebook that they were a question one time on Jeopardy. That was you know it, in tribute to Alex. They posted their their question. Yeah, oh, one that's kind of cool. The, the I think she's the or was she was one of the voices of uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, Tara Strong. She's like a she's she's like a voice actress. She's been a we, been in a million things. You you know about her, I'm sure, if you heard the name. We were just watching Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, uh, yeah, earlier yeah. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, she was a voice on that too. But she, uh, when I remember when Alex Trebek died, she posted like all the times that her name was in the questions for for uh, Jeopardy and stuff like that. So I guess I had all, you- I had had a whole category for her at one point. Did you guys see like the clip of outtakes of him um, filming like back in the eighties? They did like Phone Jeopardy. No, yeah. I haven't watched. I haven't really watched any of the clips. Well, it's just this, it's a pretty short clip uh, someone put together of him. Like, I think the way it worked would be like when they're at the end of their recording, he would always like now call call Phone Jeopardy, which was a thing. I don't completely understand it, but like they would make him do multiple takes and stuff, and mm-hmm. he'd be like really frustrated, and he would just be like how would I don't fucking do it? Or like, <laughs> you like, he drops the F bomb like a lot. So oh, sure, yeah. I, re- I recommend looking that up, look up phone, phone jeopardy outtakes. It's pretty hilarious. A little jarring at first to hear him talk like that, but also really, really hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I'm mean, sure he got frustrated, you know, like, like most of us do, especially if something that's like new or they just couldn't figure it out. You know, I don't, I don't blame him for it, but no, yeah. I don't either. Especially for, you could tell that he knew phone Jeopardy was stupid. And <laughs> he's, like, he's like, why do we have to do this? Fuck phone mm-hmm. Jeopardy. You got cameras. Come on. Come on, guys. I, I love his, uh, you saw like his old hair where his hair was like bigger, you know, it was all kind of mm-hmm. curly. And I like those pictures, like the older pictures of him when his, when his hair was bigger and all that. Those are pretty cool. One, I, I want to say anybody who doesn't have the switch Jeopardy game, it's really good. You know, you should get it. The only thing that sucks about it is Alex Trebek isn't in it. It's not in the switch version at all. Oh. It's just Jeopardy, but Alex Trebek isn't in the game. It's just the base. It's on sale right now too. Is it on? Is it on sale again? I feel like it's on sale like all the time. Like, I think it's fifteen bucks. Isn't that the sale price? I mean, I think it was fifteen new. I think sale is like nine ninety nine. I don't know. I bought it new, but I mean, it's or no, maybe I bought it on sale. I think I bought it on sale for ten. But most of the time, when it's on sale, it's on sale for ten. So. I think if it hits five or less, I'll go for it. Oh, okay, it's it's a fun. I was saying it, it's a fun multiplayer game. If you're looking for one to play with the family, it's a, it's a good. It's a good thing to play. The only thing that sucks about Jeopardy though is only three players. You can only play three players. No more, no less. It's always it's there always was just three. a version on the NES called Super Jeopardy that's four player. Oh really? Yeah. And uh, that one's weird because it's all. It also does not have Alex Trebek. It's some other weird host. Yeah. Some the uh, host. The PlayStation 2 version that I had, I bought I bought a four-player adapter for PlayStation specifically just to play two-player, three-player uh, Jeopardy on PlayStation 2. It was the whole reason I bought that. It's the only game I ever used for any sort of three-player thing was uh, Jeopardy because I wanted, I wanted to have the three-player. So. Well, you're absolutely, yeah. Uh, sounds like you can definitely back up the fact you've been playing these games for a long time. Yeah, I played them. Yeah, I mean, as... 
I think it started with 64, but I played the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo ones later. I never played the Genesis one, though. That should be something. I mean, if it's not like blowing up in price, I could try to track down some of those Genesis ones because my Genesis is still working. I have one set up, and I actually got an extra one from a listener as well. So and I have two Genesis Genesis from now, uh, so Edwin, for, right? Yeah, Edwin sent sent me his extra one that he didn't want. Between us, we have seven. Yeah, we have. We have oh wait, John, of, you have one too, right? I have one too. Three. Yeah, we have eight. Yeah, we have a bunch of Genesis. Because right, I have two. <clears throat> one, do you, two, three, one. Do you uh, do you know which revision you have? And I don't mean model one versus model two, because there was there mm. were ones that had. Uh, motherboards with a discrete sound chip and it sounded great. And then they, you had the ones with this cheap integrated thing and it sounded like garbage. I don't uh, know. Sure. It's not, I, I don't get mine in 93. So whatever one that one was. Well, I remember the Probably one, bad. I remember the one that has like the switch on it and like has a volume control. Is that the one that's probably the better one? Well, that's, that's one of the older one. ones. Yeah. yeah right. Well, no, that's, that's still model one you're describing, but the final motherboard revision of model one had the bad audio. And oh, I think okay. that was the one that sold. If it has, if it has HD gra- the HD graphics text along the back, you've definitely got a good one. Was it like a Yamaha chip or a... YM twenty six twelve? Yeah, it was the exact same chip as that synthesizer. Does it look like this? This this is actually this this is the Mega Drive Mini that I bought when I was in Japan. So this is this one is second. One. one second. It's just right in the next room. I'm gonna go grab it. Oh, I'll grab mine too. Well, this is my mini. This isn't even an actual one. No, I wonder if you thought that was. I mean, it, the other one would be like this big. Ta-da! You oh, the away. full setup there. Oh, you got the big I got one, the yeah. Full set. Well, this is this well, is this is the model one that I think of. I don't have any that are like this, but this is the Mega Drive Mini that I bought in Japan, which has different games on it. But this is the one that my friend uh, Daniel had when I was a kid, so I remember this one. But the one that I have is the one that I have that I'm using. It's definitely a Model Two. It's the one that's smaller that has the push buttons, the two buttons in the middle. So yeah, that's the okay. Jeremy so Jeremy, the uh, Jeremy, the one you're holding, uh, the the red part underneath that says that has the power light, it, mm. is that a separate piece of plastic that's bright red? I can't tell. Uh, let me see the inputs on the back. Let me see the inputs on the back. And this is the one. This is the one that I got from uh, from Edwin. That's the newer. This is the model two, and this is the one well, that I know. I, I don't have the extra controller port on the back. Uh, Jeremy, you have that's the bad audio one. Damn it! <laughs> so does this one? This, this one, one has one no matter what. This one has the bad audio because it's a later version. There, well, there were the, the last two revisions of the Model Two had good audio again, but I think there were so few of those sold that um, there's a Sega 16 blog post or forum post that like details everything. When this is over, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. But. So what is that extra port on the back? Is it the same as the controller port? It's just for something else. It's an external port of some kind. I don't know, but I, maybe it has something to do. I don't know. With maybe it's. Um, it looks similar to the plug, but that's also the same plug as the Atari. Maybe it's. Maybe it has something to do with SCART. I don't know, but anyway, um, this one. Let me pull the thirty-two X off. It says high definition graphics here. If you have one of those, you know you've got good audio. With the high definition graphics thing up mm-hmm. here. You know you've got good audio if you have that, but also. Yeah. If you have the one where the it's not a discrete piece of plastic, it's just painted on, and it's more purplish than red, that's another clue you've got the good audio one. Oh, okay. Do you have some stickers on your Genesis or something? Uh, no. Well, just like some shiny bits. 
Oh, it's the, sh- it's, it's the shielding for the 32X. Oh, yeah, the 32X, uh, yeah. Because okay. it has its own. You have the whole thing. It looks like you're holding a boombox. It's, it's oh, it does. There's a picture yeah. somewhere. Yeah, there's a picture somewhere of someone holding a Genesis like a like a boombox. And you have the whole thing with the CD, the CV, CD connected in the 32X. And you're wearing yeah, headphones, you too. Yeah, it's just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish you could put... You can't plug regular Genesis games into the 32X, though, can you? Absolutely can. Totally oh, can. so can you put Sonic and Knuckles in there and then put a game on top of that? Oh, put the Game Genie, then put Sonic and Knuckles, and then put the game on it. Another Tallest game. console ever. I, I, think, I, <laughs> I want to see that so bad. I thought you could. Wasn't that Tower part of, of the Tower of Power? No, the no, Tower man. of Power, yeah. Because I knew there, you could get... Like, yeah. Well, there's like five or ten games that, that won't work with the 32X. Some of the Accolade ones. Like, I have Double Dragon. I have to remove the 32X before I can play Double Dragon. But that's yeah. the only game I've ever had problems with. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to get a... I, I bought Jeremy a 32X out of, as a joke, but I didn't have all mm-hmm. the connector stuff, so we couldn't actually get it working. And plus, it needed a plug. But I always yeah. wanted to get a CD and a 32X. It's just like so many... There's so many plugs. <laughs> you need like three three plugs for like to run like one... Th- it's just ridiculous. Like how Later on, I got Trey... Uh, a 32x game as a joke. Oh yeah, I have I have Doom on 32x. It's up here. It's above my computer. <laughs> I've never I've never played it on anything, obviously, but I do have a 32x game. So so there. It you was go. my first time ever playing Doom on 32x. Yeah. Yeah, mine was on. Uh, my mine was on computer, of course, because uh, okay, that's where. Yeah, it, it took me forever to find out to figure out that I was playing that the Doom that I played was a free version and there was more. Like I thought that was the whole game. Was just that one like set of levels that that everybody got for free. I'd found that out later, like actually just like a couple months ago for the original original one. But but yeah, let me run through some of the other stuff I've been playing aside from Super Mario sixty four. Um, I you know I've been playing Control. I talked about that. It's the you know the the cloud version of Control. I had my first like problem with it. it it's it froze up on me for the first time last week, where I just couldn't move anymore and I had to reset it and. It ended up, it, it froze up on me for the first time, and uh, I had to restart. And actually, it wasn't really that bad because that game just auto saves after you get it, everything. So, when I went back through the level, like anything that I collected was already collected. So, so it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, I had my first like inter- internet hiccup with uh, control. So, did but you I, restart it like a checkpoint or something, or did it? No, did I mean, start, like, exactly where you were. It wasn't exactly where I was, but everything that I had done was was still done it's it's basically like imagine like if you're playing zelda and like you start a dungeon and you and you go and you get a bunch of treasures and then the game dies and then you restart and you're still at the beginning of the dungeon but when you go through the dungeon all those treasures are still taken and you still have them in your inventory that's basically the way it works whenever you get something from a treasure chest or whatever their version of treasure chest is it like automatically saves it so anything that you've collected you still have but it still returns you to whatever the checkpoint was but it still auto saves whenever you get anything, which is pretty cool. So you don't have to do it again. So that's what happened to me. But aside from that, it's still been running really well. You know, I actually almost did it on Saturday, played it again on the stream, but I decided to do Mario 64 instead. But yeah, no, it still works great. Like I, I don't feel bad for buying it and all that. And yeah, I still am really impressed as to how well it works on the cloud and all that. I just had one, just one time it froze on me. And then after that it was running fine. So. You know, occasionally you you that'll happen, I guess. Uh, I I beat E's Origin, so that was my beat of the week. Aside from Mario Brothers or Super Mario sixty four, so I made it through that game. It's a it's cool. It's a good game. The 
This, I didn't unlock the third character, but I think you have to buy. I think you have to go through the two different stories before you do it. But um, it's it very much feels like a, like a Castlevania game, like a Metroidvania, but like a isometric Metroidvania, and it's fun. You know, it's a uh, you go through, you know, kill guys, get a thing to take you to the next thing. It's very much unlike the other Ease game that I played, but I still enjoyed it. The music is really good and all that stuff. So it was worth it. I had a lot of fun with it. It's basically yeah, Castlevania uh, tower climbing. Where you just Got to get to the top of the tower and beat the guy at the top and all that stuff. So, and there was some cool uh, twists in the story as it went through. But I beat that one. Beat it in like around twenty hours, I think. I think I bought it for like fifteen dollars, so it's totally worth it. But my big, my big purchase for the week, just because I don't know my own fear of FOMO, and because I had, I ended up getting an extra audio job over the weekend, so I had a little bit of extra cash. So I bought a full priced PlayStation Four game, which I've only done that two other times. In like the years that I've had a PS4, so I was surprised when you were streaming this. I was like, "Wait a minute!" I thought he was going to stream an older Yakuza game, but yeah, no, I will. Sorry, I gave it away. Oh yeah, I wanted to stream it just because I bought it on the day that I normally stream. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just stream this." So I had to like figure out how to hook it up into my streaming thing, but I got it to work eventually. After I had to watch a YouTube video about it because it wasn't working right, but yeah, I got I got Yakuza like a like a dragon or Yakuza, Yakuza Seven yeah. as they want as they want to call it, but uh. It's the yeah, it's the one where it's the it's a turn-based RPG now. Yeah, Yakuza is a turn-based RPG. It's uh it's weird for anybody who's played a lot of the original Yakuza stuff. It's really strange because the graphics look exactly the same, like the world's like the same, but it's different. But it plays differently now. So I find myself whenever I'm getting into a, a fight in the game, I find myself like pressing the square button expecting for me to just punch the guy because I just fall into the habit of what the old games were. So it's just kind of like, you know, but thankfully all it does is pull up your item menu if you do that, but it's cool. It's a, it's an interesting game. I don't know. It's, it's definitely, it takes a while to get to the story, but it's definitely bizarre. And and it's kind of reminds me of Dragon Quest 11 a little bit. And it, and it just like trying to play, play the opposite way of the tropes that you would think for any other Yakuza game, like your main character. It's very, it has a very similar beginning, as the original, like Kiryu Yakuza stuff did, where you're like, um, you know, you're, you're a Yakuza member, your, your main, your main guy, like, wants you to go to jail for him for however long, and that'll, like, earn you, like, a higher position in the Yakuza gang. So your main dude, like, goes to jail for, like, 15 years. He gets his, uh, he gets his time extended three years for bad behavior, and he ends up staying in jail for, like, 20, for, like, 18 years. So it goes from, like, 2001 to 2019. And, uh, you come out, you know, your character gets out, like, ready to be, like, up, you know, ready to get a promotion in the Yakuza world. And then all of a sudden, like, your boss, like, doesn't remember who you are and, like, nobody <laughs> knows who you are. And you're just, like, you're kind of just shit out of luck. You have no money. You have nowhere to live. And all of a sudden, you're homeless. That's basically how the game is. And that's the premise. But it's really, it's really cool. It's, uh, it's interesting. I was, I felt like I had to get it just because I'm a huge fan of the Yakuza series. And uh, I just I, I had to see what they did with it. Now that it's all like turn based, it's so interesting to me. So, is it officially a mashup with Dragon Quest, or is that just kind of like a tongue in cheek, wink, wink? Oh uh, no, I mean it's not. It, it's not has nothing to do. Square Enix didn't work on it in any way. Like it's no like bringing together, but they don't hide it. Like the main character says that he talks about Dragon Quest being his favorite game. Like he says that at the very beginning of the game. So, and and they don't hide it as anything else. He calls it Dragon Quest. So. But it, yeah, it is supposed to be inspired by Dragon Quest, but I mean, any sort of turn-based game is, because Dragon Quest is like the original console turn-based game, so I mean, yeah. But it's, uh, 
he just he just kind of mentions that the guy does in the very beginning in the to- in the tutorial where they're talking about the turn-based stuff. He says that he played Dragon Quest a lot when he was younger, and that was his favorite game series. So, so I watched you play a little bit of this, and um, I, you know, I wasn't really going to buy it, but I was doing a lot of research on it. And I was thinking about maybe buying it. I don't know if you saw it with sixty bucks, but I don't know if you'll like it though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know if it'd be for you, Jeremy. Yeah, because it's kind of. I mean, you have Persona Five, and it looked a little grittier than I expected. You don't like that game, and and it's kind yeah. of more like Persona Five than Dragon Quest. So I, oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know if you would actually like it or not. I don't know. It's not. It's not your. I mean, it's an RPG, yeah, but it still plays like a Yakuza game. It just has different battles. Instead mm-hmm. of like doing like a final fight style battle thing, now they're just turn based. But it's still kind of the same game. That's why it's really weird. If you played like six other Yakuza games, it's really strange because it looks the same. It's like if you're playing Mario Brothers and you're just running down the you're just running down the level, and then you hit jump, and instead of jumping, all of a sudden it turns into this turn based thing, you know, and it's and it doesn't yeah. work like that. That's I guess that's the best way for me to explain it. So the it's way, a little jarring. The way it just kind of fucks with my brain because yeah, when I'm just playing it and I just forget what I'm doing. Sometimes I expect that I'm just going to be able to pick a bike up and just hit this guy with it, but I can't, you know, because I'm because I'm in this turn-based thing. But the animations are the same; like it still starts the battle as it would in the other games. So it's like it's really jarring. Like if you've never played any of the Yakuza games, it wouldn't really bother you. But if you did play like all seven of the other ones, it's going to be strange, you know, just because because the graphics really they look the same as they did like on PlayStation Three. You know, it's pretty much. Yeah, and it's super. It's super gritty. Like the great thing about those series, I, I don't think any of you guys. I don't know if you played any of those. DM John, if you played any of the Yakuza games, I, I've kind of slept on it. I think I, I think uh, one of the three was free on the PS3 once upon a time. Uh, so I think I played an hour or yeah. two of that. I, I think four was too, like through PlayStation Plus. But uh, yeah, no, I mean I, I loved like I played I played one and two on PlayStation Two. And I played three. I played through one, two, three, and four. I have zero, and I have the remake of one, and I haven't beat either of those. But uh, but I have played them. I didn't. I didn't play five or six. But uh, I'm, I mean, I'm familiar enough with the with the world and the characters and all that stuff. But um, owned Yakuza on PS2. I looked at the case. Yeah, I got it for John because I thought his PS2 was working, and it didn't. So you weren't able to play nope. it. But but no. Uh, the, what what those games do so great is like. It's like any good like um, dramedy. Like they, like it can be serious whenever it wants, and they can be super goofy whenever they want. And then they can just turn on turn on a dime like that. That's what's so that's what's so great about that, and like how well the stories are written in those games. Where like one second you'll be doing something really crazy, where this guy's like getting murdered or whatever, and it's super bloody, and the next minute you'll be like you know selling a house to a chicken. Like it's that's <laughs> I mean that was that was from uh, from zero, but I mean yeah, it's it's just. At the drop of a hat, it could be silly, and then all of a sudden, it's really serious. So that's kind of what I love about it. Like their main stuff, they can be real serious, or they can just be like weird and super weird, and, and that's great. And one thing that I think is really, really cool, and you'll probably appreciate—I mean, all of you appreciate this—from what we were talking about with the uh, with the Sega stuff—is uh, this is I think th- this is the Yakuza that I've played that has the most amount of full playable Sega games on here. You actually get like six extra Sega games in this within this game that are full games. Uh, Virtual Fighter Two is in there the entire game. Uh, Virtual Fighter Five is in there the entire game. Uh, Fantasy Zone and um, Space Harrier are all on there. If you go into the Sega the Sega places in in uh, Shinjuku, which we were actually there on our honeymoon, like we stayed in the area that this was based on. So a lot of this, 
seems is extra familiar and kind of sad too because it makes me miss japan even more but but yeah a lot of this stuff is actual places and these sega places which is in our news thing i guess they're selling them which breaks my heart too because we went to a bunch of those while we were there and they're everywhere they're fucking everywhere like everywhere you go are those fucking sega arcades and it just feels so wrong for them to not be there just because they are in everything like you'll everywhere you go in tokyo you'll see those fucking sega places so they're selling 85% of them. They're not selling the whole thing. Okay. Like it's still going to be called Sega. It's just yeah. going to be owned by a different company. Not Sega. Yeah. By a different company. That, that's, still, that's still weird to me. I mean, I understand that like yeah. nobody can really go there because of like the health crisis and all that. And arcades are obviously not going to do well right now. But it's a shame because they were so big. And, you know, we, we, went, to, we went to a bunch of them because they were all over the place while we were there. And, you know, we had all those fun stories about the fake gambling and all that stuff. And it, I was like, oh, no, they can't. I guess they're just changing ownership, but still. But, yeah, you can walk into any of those in the game, and you can play. Like, I was playing Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter 5, which is a PlayStation 3 game, and the whole fucking game is on there. And I'm like, wow, this is this is great. I was like, I was just playing that game within the game, and I was really impressed. And all of the Yakuza games, they've had their own little hidden thing that you can play within it. Every arcade you can go into and play something. The the original ones, they would like kind of have their own game in there that they made up that was like its own mini game inside the game. And then later they started doing like the last one I played, uh, Yakuza Zero was supposed to take place in the '80s, so you could play Outrun or in Space Harrier in in the arcades there, which I thought was awesome because. You know, I love Outrun. Anything they can put it on is fine by me. But, uh, but you know, you sit in the thing and the guy's like using the steering wheel and all that. And it's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I was just impressed by all the games that they stuck in there. And also something really cool in this one that wasn't in the other games that I played is you can actually like just walk, you can walk straight into a, into a store. Like in the other ones, you would like, hit A, like, by the door, and then there's a little loading, and then you're inside the store. But now you can just, like, walk through doors. Like, you can walk, like, straight into 7-Eleven or the sushi place or the beef bowl place or whatever, and it's, like, super seamless. There are some, like, heavier load times, I guess, like, before you get there, but aside from that, everything's, like, you know. I guess it it would make sense for anybody who wanted to get a PlayStation 5. It's going to be for that, and I guess there'll be, like, no load times for the whole thing, but... It just really impressed me that you can just walk through doors now. You can never really do that in the other one. Like I was just trying, I was just walking in an alley and then all of a sudden I was in a shop and then I went upstairs and I went into another, I was in another building and then I went up the stairs and I'm like, what is going on? There's this like whole other, and there was nothing even there. I'm just like walking through this building in the middle of Tokyo and it was like so cool. So I mean, yeah, I, I, I like it. It was one of those things where I was like, I feel, I was like, I feel like I have to get it just because it's so bizarre and I like that stuff and. I have a PS4 and I rarely use it, so I decided to make the jump on it, and that was my big purchase of the week. Cool. Well, and and you know, ha- having you describe it like that actually makes me interested in it for no other reason than like as a sort of virtual e-tourism. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah. I I've never been to Japan, but it's kind of my holy grail. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my mecca to so, get there. It's great. Um, it's a great place. Yeah. I, whenever we're allowed to leave the country again, I'd like to think about planning it. Who knows when that's going to happen, but you know, yeah, I don't think anytime soon, but uh, maybe, maybe like two years from now, hopefully. Yeah. Who knows? No, do Nintendo main in Japan, just putting it out there. Do what? How would you? Well, I was Nintendo thinking, how would Japan. you? Yeah. Episode 360. <laughs> how would you say that in Japanese? Is it Nihon de Nintendo main? Maybe you know more than I do. It, yeah. uh, I actually I haven't been keeping up on it. Jess is actually, she can speak it a lot better than I can. She can actually read it for the most part from doing the Duolingo stuff. 
which which is pretty cool. But I stuff. basically I've I've only learned stuff from playing uh from playing games and watching anime. That's because I know like I know like Mate is Wade and and was it Ito is is um like when you're trying to think of something they say that a lot and Segoy was like there's another one that's like wow. Or uh or one thing I learned that was really cool, you know um you know like the character from Star Wars, the new Star Wars stuff, Ahsoka? Uh, Ahsoka actually means like uh yes, I understand in, in Japan in Japanese, so or like yes I know or yes I see, which is pretty cool. I I I thought that was really neat that it was an actual that was actually based on something. Because like, you hear it all the time in anime, like a uh like a soka, you know, people say that and that means like, you know, they understand whatever. So I pick mm-hmm. I pick up stuff like that, but that's about you know, what I what I know. And uh or like or like Koriwa and Soriwa and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, or, or like a, yeah. um uh Watashiwa, like you, you you catch that too in a lot of them, like when you're talking about yourself. I think the most advanced thing I've ever been able to say autonomously in Japanese was actually just a dumb joke. Watashiwa American days, what you on Watashi no ego ga watery days. I'm an American, of course my English is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, uh, but, it's a good thing to know. Is you got to be careful though. If you if you speak like any any Japanese, some people will want to like be friends with you over there. Like really, they, it was we would get that we would get a lot of people would think that just because we could say a couple things that we knew uh, that we that we could talk that we wanted to like hang out. Like there was this one lady at this rotary sushi bar that we that like Jess and I talked to a little bit, and she and all of a sudden she just wanted to get drunk with us in the morning and have sake and stuff. And it's like, uh, we can only say so much, you know. You know, and drink some sake. Yeah, there you go. It was like ten in the morning. (laughs) You know, being a forty-year-old in a mid-sized city in the middle of Midwest, I'm not going to have the immersion opportunities to become fluent in any language. Uh, So that fluency isn't my goal. But as one who as well, okay, I I can have I can have basic. I mean, decent halfway decent basic conversations in Spanish. You know, I'm probably a a one a two. If there's an a one point five, that's probably what I am. You know, but my goal is to get. A1, A1.5 in as many languages as I can. So if I'm traveling, if I if I get the opportunity to leave the country and travel, sure. and I'm in a country where I know anything of a language, I'm not going to want to be speaking English for those guys. I'm going to want to be speaking whatever language they're, they're speaking. But from what I hear, a lot of countries, as soon as they know you're an English speaker, they want to use you as a chance to practice their English. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Other way around. There's also yeah. cases where, like, let's say I was hanging out with someone that was from Russia, but they had also studied Spanish. We could talk to each other in Spanish, you know, as a common thread. Mm. I can't remember what that's called. There's a term for that, but it's a it's a method of like people speaking in a third language to mm. communicate. Even even the playing field. Yeah, sure. But yeah, it's a one thing. I, one more thing I want to say about this, and then we'll take a break and then talk about other stuff. But one more thing about this game that I found kind of funny. I was trying to figure out if they're trying to aim this at their clientele or if this is what the what the programmers think, but the game is basically about a, about an out of touch person. Like it's this this guy goes to jail for like twenty years and he comes back and he doesn't understand vaping or cell phones. So I was wondering if that's do they think that the people who play Yakuza games are just old people who don't like uh who don't like who don't like their smartphones or hate vaping or whatever? That's kind of what I got from maybe from, it's from just the game. Com- also just a commentary <laughs> on like rehabilitating. People that have been in sure. jail and they don't yeah. have, if they don't have something waiting for them on the outside, why so many people return to jail? Yeah, true. They come out of prison and they ask what your MySpace is. 
Yeah. Because there's there's this whole part where uh where you like basically fight off these other Yakuza guys because you because this one guy told me told you that he'd tell you how to use your phone and then he gets attacked by these other people and you defend him because you need to know how to use this phone that you have that you don't know what it is. You know, it's just it's kind of funny. Like it's where he's like you know, he comes back and he's like, Why you know, why is what is this vaping that people are doing and all this other stuff? And I was like I don't know. I just for a second I was like, is, "Do you think that the people like this? Maybe I don't know. Feel out of touch? They don't understand See, that, uh, the tic- whole vaping or more like it would be like in Grand Theft Auto Five. I guess at this point that would be that game came out long enough ago that, but it totally would have been all over that game if if it were popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's just maybe it's just saying that you know that yeah that he's been gone for so long that he doesn't doesn't understand all that stuff. But I guess a lot has changed in eighteen years. You know. Oh, yeah. And it's and Absolutely. it takes place in 2019, so they're not really dealing with the the hell of 2020 yet. But well, you do see the knows. masks because well, because Japan wears Japan masks wears. anyway. I mean, masks were everywhere when we were there in 2019. Like it's just the thing; people just do it there to you know try to keep themselves healthier because of germs. Like it wasn't really you don't or really to have, keep other people healthier if they are sick. Yeah, nobody's like nobody's telling you that you're like, you know, some part of some conspiracy theory that was caused by 5G or something over there like the people are more level-headed, you know, like masks were even in like I've said this before, but masks were in Splatoon 1 on Wii U, you know, mm-hmm. because there's such a huge thing in in Japan, like it's people people have been wearing them for years, so it's like yeah, so it wouldn't be I mean, it, when we were on the trains, like pe- most people were wearing them, like 80% of the people on the trains were wearing masks anyway, so it wasn't it seemed weird to me because nobody wore it in, in America, but I was like, fuck, man, I should have bought some masks while I was there just because they were everywhere. <laughs> they were all over the place just to have, it, you know, Japanese actual masks from Japan. I wonder if there's a lot of, like, face tracking technology in Japan, like maybe if if there's any con- contributing factor of wearing masks there for that reason. I mean, people are – characters from No More Heroes are actually wearing masks too, like from that mm-hmm. first game because I've been playing a lot of that on Switch since it got re-released. And the guy who runs the video shop that you go to, he has a sick like skull mask that he wears over his face, which I'd love to get a. I'd love to get a, a version of that. I don't, I'm sure that I can buy one somewhere. But I was like, can I look like Etsy that guy? Etsy is your friend in that regard. Etsy is your friend. Yeah, I'm sure. I was like, does well, I want as like does somebody? And actually, I remember some of the other grasshopper games. I think Let It Die has that has a character wearing a mask like that as well. So I mean, you've seen it in other games, you know, with with the face covering masks. Bowser Junior. Bowser Jr., yeah, no, he is he is wearing it. That's what turns him into Mario and uh in Super Mario Sunshine as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was a thing. I think I think it's just so novel to us as Americans because we're so goddamn individualistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this that we have to yeah, it's it's stupid. It really is. But uh yeah, no, let's uh let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about uh Jeremy's games and John's games and a little bit of news. So Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. Ha-ha! <laughs> 
subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! And uh, Jeremy, what else have you been playing other than uh, other than Super Mario sixty four? Yeah, just want to say that once again, though, it just feels so good to say I beat Mario sixty four. Finally, I can say I beat Woo! it by myself, sort of. Trey helped me out, but I did all the actual, you know, moving. I didn't play Mario. it for you. I just exactly. Yeah, I just told you where some stuff was, but you figured it out for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, it was congrats fun. on the cake. Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if it was a lie or not. I didn't actually see the cake. I guess you sort of see it at the end. It's but. the end. That's what it ends on that you get where you have to reset is the picture of the cake. That's right. One of the main reasons that I would beat that game over and over again was because of how impressed I was by the voice work at the end of the game. Just because there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, I didn't really see much voice work at the time. So especially for 64, I was like, oh, look at this. Wow. There's like voice work and animation. Mm-hmm. And that song, that credit song, the credit song is like one of my favorite credit songs ever. So. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, I was happy to be done with it. I was, like I said, I was yelling. I was feeling I wanted to rage quit and just not beat it by the time we recorded, but I'm glad I stuck to it. Because all I did today was play Bowser, and I spent about, I probably spent an Owser on him. <laughs> an Owser? <laughs> he was an Owser. It wasn't quite an Owser, but I'd say as far as total times, I played him at least 20 times before mm-hmm. I finally, finally beat him. And then what I, I I was recording it and it was like right at an hour when I was done with it, but that also included the playing the level and taking a few breaks to to go in the other room and just relax for a second. But you you got another one too, right? I got another one. This is a big deal. That's why I said I I uh, got shipped up and shipped out. Um, I finally got out of Hades, and I consider that beating it, even though. This game doesn't lend itself well to a credit sequence. 
Yeah, you're supposed to beat it multiple times, right, to get like the real ending or something yes, like that. And it's and so without ruining too much, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say it gives you control over the difficulty to a certain extent in your subsequent playthroughs, and in doing that, you can your rewards can be bigger. Oh, okay. So you can like kind of it's like a difficulty slider, sort of. Sort of, sort of. It's got it's its own take on that, and it makes sense within the context of the of the game. But yeah, it's cool. I played. I've only played it once since I did since I did that, and I got all the way back to the to the heroes, and um, they killed me because a slider made them harder, uh, essentially. Hmm. But yeah, I beat it. Um, I consider it beating it. So at the end, I it was my seventy fifth try. I told them I'm not great at this game. And it was at 36 hours, 59 minutes, and 89 hundredths of a second. So right <laughs> at 37 hours. Yeah. Like 0.11 seconds away from, or whatever it was. To So, uh, yeah, I beat Hades uh, as far as I'm concerned. Feels good. Um, I beat it with the rail gun, which is the last weapon you unlock. And I don't really ever use that one. I've only played through it, you know, a few times with it because I'm not, I'm more into the traditional weapons. I like the melee stuff better and it feels weird playing and, you know, being an, supposed to be an ancient Greece and you have a gun. But, yeah. I was going to say real gun. That's like some doom shit or like some quake shit there. Real guns always make me think of like quake, you know, <laughs> like stuff. Yeah. Those games. Yeah. It's called the adamant rail is the name of it. So it's definitely, that's what it is. But, mm. um, I just got some crazy good luck. Like, you know, of course I've been leveling up a lot of stuff that makes my, uh, boons, a, you know, a better chance to get these really good boons, but there's this boon called blast radius or what was it called? Uh, it's called hazard bomb. So basically it was a special, the special, which is one of your attacks. You have the standard attack, they have your special attack. And my special was 300% stronger at the base level. And it made this huge explosion. It was like, I was throwing this bomb across the room the the caveat to that being that it could harm me, which is the first time I actually ran into that in the game where my own, besides the chaos gates, which can cause you to harm yourself in exchange for a bigger reward later. Um, this will actually just hurt you as you're like, you know, making explosions on the screen. So it actually encourages you to attack from a distance. So I just, I just hung out at a distance, absolutely obliterated all the bosses I played up to Hades because I just stayed far away from them, and I had all these different boons on my special in general that kept adding uh, extra level to it, and it was causing like hangover damage, and it was causing uh, doom damage. So it's just all these extra uh, buffs on my on my special, in addition to it at the base level being three hundred percent stronger. So it was just it was dumb, and I did record it, and I, I'll upload it to our Nintendo main. I'll upload my uh, playthrough where I went through it and do my best to to not show the ending and everything, but um, cause you do actually have like a somewhat cinematic ending before you get to what some would say is the true beginning of the game, probably with games like this, but uh, yeah, I, it feels good. And um, Oh yeah. And I want to say the reason why I was playing with the gun in the first place is because there's this thing called dark thirst in the game where you get a 20% bonus on the purple gems, which are what you use to upgrade your character. So you get a 20% upgrade and it's random each time which of the weapons is going to have the dark thirst. So I just got to the point where like I wanted to be good with all the weapons, so I'll just pick that one every time and I'll like okay, well I guess I'm using the gun or I'm guess I'm using the spear 
or the bow and arrow or blah, you know, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I flew through it. Once I got that, uh, the blast radius damage thing, like it was easy. So yeah, I got out and, uh, it was, it was really cool ending. I mean, once again, I mean, I'm going to keep saying it wasn't a true ending, but I really like how, you know, they use the end game assets to, to make a really cool, compelling, like reason to keep playing in spite of the relief of actually feeling like it was over. So yeah, I, I recommend playing it and getting through it to see the ending. The ending's cool. But another thing that happened in it, and I'm really happy about this one, was that I, I uh, have a relationship in the game with Megara, the one I said I was trying to hook up with. She's one of the Fury sisters. So she does like the bidding of uh, of uh, Nyx, who is like basically the one who created Hades, the kingdom of Hades before Hades was there. He kind of came and like, not necessarily was working with her, but they're like partners in a sense. But she's been around longer. She's more powerful. She's like, I think she's been around at least as long as the Titans were, like from the time of the Titans. So her, her three children, or I guess she's got like four or five children. One of them's death. That's um, what's his name? He's also in the Marvel movies. Uh, Thanos. 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 Yeah, Thanos. Thanos is one of, is her son, who's like death incarnate, and then the Furies are her other. Her Earth, the three sisters, the the Furies, are the ones that are like protecting different parts of Hades and keeping people from escaping, essentially. And they also enforce like the eternal punishments, like um, uh what's his face who uh, Prometheus like they, they make sure Prometheus is you know stays is tied to that rock you know and so that he can get his liver eaten every day and make sure Sisyphus is is chained there where he needs to be except for when he's pushing his boulder so yeah there's kind of like the, the muscle of, of the underworld and one of those is my girlfriend or I guess I get I don't know yeah I think it's girlfriend they, they she calls herself a woman or you know she's not a human but she's yeah, whatever. Anyway, she's a goddess, essentially. So she ended up meeting up with me in my bedroom right after I beat the game, and it kind of like goes dark, and you hear some some uh, some questionable sounds. That's kind of how they they choose to depict that you're you're hooking up or whatever. So yeah, it was kind of like I was super elated because I beat the game, and then I right afterwards, like she showed up. So I don't know if they were connected. Like she was impressed that I finished the game or whatever. But I just feel like that reinforces my personal feeling that I finished the game because that was another goal I had. Yeah. But you're still going to keep playing it, right? Yeah. So and right I will. Now. I mean, I play, I've played it once since then. And the, it, there's just so many other ideas. I, I'm thinking now of like how I could play through it and try to stock up on certain things. Also, like I figured out some ways to unlock a bunch of the extra upgrading stuff to where I can make myself even stronger and unlock a few extra things in the underworld, like some different like dungeon type challenges that there are. So there's still a lot left to do with this game, which now I understand why when it came out on switch, people were talking about the, uh, the beta that came out for steam like er earlier in the year, like how they had played hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of hours of this game. Yeah. On the early access. I I just hit 37 hours of as far as i know that's the total i thought you played it in tries but i don't think it's counting the time that i've spent like you know in the the rpg part of it where i'm hanging out and upgrading my character and talking to other characters and stuff outside of the the 
dungeon part. Yeah, I thought you'd played it longer because I think it says so on I'm, your Switch that you'd put in like over 45 hours or something. Yeah, it's between, it's probably somewhere around 45 to 50. Definitely a, a, a very good game, good value. And across the board, you know, I'm hearing a lot, lots of people saying, you know, that they don't play these kind of games are usually, but this one's great. And I've seen a bunch of random people on my Facebook wall that never talk about video games talking about this game. So yeah, you're the only one I know that has it that, that talks about it. I mean, aside from like, you know, people I don't know that I guess, well, like, I guess, uh, I guess like, yeah, I, I guess guests and stuff that we've had have talked about. It. I know Dylan yeah, talked about it. Yeah. A friend of the show, Dave Hutchinson has it. Oh yeah. He got it too. Yeah. Well, he got it because, because we put it on the community. Yeah. He said the, our, yeah, our recommendation the sale. Yeah. Yeah, he should. He he'll like that. I'm sure he's a he, he likes to grind too. Yeah, he asked like, me for a little advice, and I gave him a little bit of advice, which I guess I can repeat here. Um, advice I would have, like if you did start playing this game, you want to uh, get a bunch of nectar, like try to get the nectar rewards, because that lets you unlock a lot of extra assist items. That'll that'll be permanent, like you know, uh, a boons essentially that you get to keep with you every time you go in. And then there's also another upgrade that you do through the uh, contractor's table, which allows you to change your assist items between like regions of the underworld, which means you could like use one to like totally like max yourself up on the boons of one guy, one of the gods. Then you could switch it out to where you could like focus on something else that you want to build yourself up in, you know, the second part. So it kind of just gives you a little extra ability to, 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 uh, kind of guide the customization of the character a little more and it's not as random it's still random but not as random so yeah do that play hades um but yeah i'm not i'm not going to talk about this game as much from here <laughs> on out, probably so uh except for it might get mentioned at the end of the year but last chance yeah hades. might get mentioned <laughs> might i'd be really surprised if you didn't mention it we'll see i mean but you yeah. can still talk about it i mean you, you like it a lot but I haven't played a whole lot else other than those two games. Uh, I played some um, Animal Crossing, but I haven't done much in that. Did you uh, Just playing did, the bare minimum of it? And uh, I reorganized my money orchard because I ran out of space. So I'm trying to make that look a little more organized and not as random. Did I, mean, I, I don't? I didn't put it on the Slack, but I mean, did any of you guys watch the November? video the november update video stuff for animal crossing i did not i watched it it's there's not really much the only thing i didn't know was uh there's some mushrooms that are buried underground i didn't know that and uh there's also yeah, the truffles there's also maple leaves that are coming that are that are going to be falling from the trees that you can catch and make stuff with so so there's that yeah uh that's going to be announced later it's not announced yet but yeah there is going to be some sort of thanksgiving thing there always is an animal crossing so I haven't I haven't played it since Halloween. That was you know, like I said, it was all for Halloween for me, and and I haven't really done much with it ever since. So, oh yeah, just one last thing about Hades. Um, I did want to at least mention it. I don't know if you want to edit it in or whatever, but I thought it was important to mention. Uh, now that I've like established a relationship, I thought I think it's kind of cool that like people keep mentioning it when I talk to them. They're like, "Oh, I heard about you and Meg, and like all this, and like, yeah. uh, and like one the Dionysus is like, oh well." You know, make it, make sure you watch out for her whip because she always has a whip. And like yeah. uh, Aphrodite was like, hmm, I feel like you've got love in your heart for someone else now and you don't care about me. Or, I don't know, she's just like being flirty. But mm. it's just really cool how the, the dialogue continues to change even this late into the game. I was going to say one thing I did from last week's episode. I found out that the robot guy is interactive. You like 
you can click on him and he makes noises and stuff. So, oh, cool. I didn't know because I, I was trying so hard to make this giant robot guy and then I never actually tried to interact with him. But, so he just kind of like makes beeps and boops or. It's like a, it's kind of like the Godzilla one, you know, where there's like a sound and then it's like head like like lights up. There's like a light that comes out of it, and so you could I could put it. I mean, it's far very far away from from my uh, Godzilla style statue, but I could put them next to each other and they you could make them like make noises at each other. I always figured it was supposed to reference like the the uh, Gundam statue in, in Japan that does you know that makes noises every hour or whatever, and there and that Godzilla in Shinjuku does the same thing. The Godzilla head. Will like roar every hour at night. So, but uh, I've played a little bit more Bioshock Infinite, and I think I might actually be stuck in the game. Like in that game, there's a little. Um, I don't know if you remember if you've played it, Trey. You I, did play I, this. I played it all like the way you, through. Like if you, if you feel like you're stuck, yeah. you can hit the up arrow. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll tell you where to go. I thought a that little was cool. guide arrow yeah. shows up. Well, the guy like I can't get the game to advance, and I don't know what's going on, so I keep hitting the guide arrow, and it's pointing to this just the spot on the floor, but nothing happens when I go to that spot. It says that I have to eliminate all the henchmen, but I've killed all of them. There's mm. none left. So I was kind of wondering if I like somehow glitched out the game. Um, but what sucks is like, even when I reload it, it does the exact same thing. So yeah. I'm going to look at a guide. I haven't looked at a guide yet. Do you get to like, I, do you get to kill the henchmen all over again? Like whenever you no. start it or they're just, no, there's the, game, the game does like an auto save super frequently. Yeah. So unless there's a way to revert back, I'm just going to have to see if maybe there's, if I'm missing some sort of obvious thing, but I've put, you know, I've booted it back up a couple of times and just tried to figure it out and I don't know what's happening. So it's kind of frustrating, but even if it was a game breaking glitch, I'm really not that far into it. So you could start over again. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I played through it whenever it came out and that was the only time I played it. So so yeah, but I mean, I'm waiting for it to be really on sale, and then maybe I'll get it. Also, it like takes up so much space on the system that I haven't, you know, even when it's on sale, I haven't gone for it. But, but maybe, uh, maybe maybe we could do a stream or something and try to figure it out. Sure. The last thing I uh, wanted to mention was the Game and Watch comes out this Friday. Yeah, and, and it still hasn't shown up for pre-order on any sites. In fact, I think not here. Pretty yeah. much, in, they pretty much inferred that it won't be a pre-orderable thing, which makes me wonder, like, how am I going to get it if I want it? Do I just have to like? I mean, I don't want to go into the store. I don't want to go wait in a line. I'm not going to do that right now. I think. You, I mean, well, you, I mean, you shouldn't, but I think that might be how you would have to do it if you're going to try to get it. Right? If that ends up, up being the way that you have to get it, like, I think there's going to be a lot of backlash. Yeah, I mean, well, if they're uh, going to do this because l- why the line. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to try, but if I end up not being able to get it, then I think I'm going to buy a new game, which I haven't done in a few weeks. Um, oh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, I, I'm personally... Which is one of the yeah. reasons I was thinking about getting... Um, like a Dragon. But another game I've been seeing that looks really cool is that Sakuda Rice and Ruin game. Oh, yeah, that one was on my list, too. I actually wanted to get... Yeah, it was either going to be that one or the other one, and it's actually been fairly well reviewed. But I went for I went for the Yakuza one just because of Yakuza. But I did really want the the Rice and Ruin one also. I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to get both of them. But my other thing is, I think I'm in, a, in the mood to play an RPG, and I'm pretty sure we had a. I don't know if that we ever like said anything out the results of that poll you put up, but I think it was Tokyo Mirage that I was supposed to play. 
Yeah, that was the one that won over uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star. Sticker Star. Thank God, because you don't want to play that game. <laughs> no, I don't. So I think I'm going to boot that one up this week if I get around to it. Um, that I game's good. Hooked, I haven't hooked my Wii U up since I moved here. Mm. So since July, I haven't played my Wii U. So that would be kind of fun to get it all hooked up. That's still on my list of uh, games to beat. So we could maybe do like try to do a dual stream or something with that because yeah. I was really close. Like I was, only, I think I was only a couple acts left before I beat it. And then I got, I think what happened was I decided that I just wanted to play Xenoblade and then Xenoblade was a hundred hours long and that's what happened with that game. But, but yeah, no, I really, I was really, I felt like I was pretty close on Tokyo Mirage Sessions, but I, I do still want to beat that game this year. So it's still on my list. So I have no problem going back to it for a stream or something. So anyway, yeah, I don't know if anybody wants to sound off in the comments about if I should get Sakuna or like a dragon. I know they're very different games, but. It's kind of down between those two. I think what that, I'm going to buy if I'm going to buy a game. Well, I mean, there's definitely stuff in Sakuna that you would like just because it's, you know, heavily based on farming yeah. and, and RPG stuff. And I guess it's, I heard it's pretty technical about the farming stuff. Like you have to have it is a certain particular, like it has to be like a certain temperature and like watering times and like all, it's more, much more complicated than like Animal Crossing or even like uh, Stardew Valley from from what there's I've a heavy heard, but... heavy sim element to it and that directly impacts like yeah. how you're able to upgrade your character or like at least strengthen your character mm-hmm. and then the battle looks kind of Metroidvania I yeah it's a 2D yeah it's like it's 2D stuff I mean I'm definitely really really interested in it I just I didn't feel like I could get both of them so I just yeah because it went over for me been I keep hearing the music's really good but I'm definitely like, going to yeah. play it at some point the, wa- the water looks fantastic yeah no the graphics we look awesome from what I've seen of it yeah so when so people say it, a special edition too, a whole bunch of stuff. It comes with the soundtrack and the book and all that. Oh, yeah, but that one's like twenty bucks more or something. There's a physical version with extra stuff. I'd probably just download it. To it's be more expensive because it's like forty. It's forty like new, mm-hmm. which is you know cool because it's less. But if you get the deluxe, it's like eighty or sixty or whatever. So and there's a deluxe. 60, yeah. There's like a deluxe digital bundle too, I think. But yeah, no, that one's definitely on my radar also. But I was thinking about doing the Lego things, but I feel like we can save that. Yeah, save that for when we have nothing to talk about or something, which never happens. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me this week. Uh, it's going to feel kind of strange not trying to beat those two games. Like, having knocked them both out this week, like, it's going to feel weird a bit. But I have a feeling I'll get into another game soon it's always weird when you're like playing one game for a long time and then you beat it and it's like wait but what do i play now like yeah. i did i felt that a couple times like during the well, quarantine I... where it's like you you just like play one game so much and then you're like done with it or and you're like well i don't want to start another game now because <laughs> you're like so especially i kind of felt like that after xenoblade chronicles because i spent like over 100 hours on that game mm. and i still haven't even beaten the the extra dlc stuff that was added on there but it's like a good book. Like yeah. you finish a good book and you're like sad because you you miss the people that are in the you miss the characters. Yeah, that's exactly how Xenoblade was for me cuz cuz it was like I I played it for so long and I beat it and I even went back and tried to do the rest of the side missions because I liked that world so much and I liked the battle system so much that I just just kept playing it. Like even even with the extra story, I just I played a little bit of the extra story and I was like, "Nah, I I miss I miss my character. I miss like how how strong my characters were and they were all like you know super buffed and like super leveled up and all that and i just wanted to i like the way that was so i would just go back and just play 
as many of the side missions as I could until they got really, really fucking hard. There's a couple of super bosses on there that I can't even crack, but you know, that's that. I think you're up, oh, John. Sweet. Other John, LA John. So on paper, I had a light week, but in reality, I've been playing the messenger almost every day. Yeah. And I've just been stuck on the one boss. Wow. And I will say that this is usually a situation where you just get kind of frustrated with a game and you're like, Oh, I hate this boss. Mm. I'm finding this boss is like, so, so, so fun and varied in and of itself because you're playing really like at least 10 different levels uh, with this one boss. I'm just having a really good time with it. And I'm actually seeing myself get better and better every time uh, to the point where I came within, I'm not joking must have been about 15 pixels of beating the boss to the finish line. And I was just like, Argh! but I didn't like throw my controller. I didn't give up. I just kept on playing again and again because I'm enjoying it that much. Yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of, I think that's where we, where we differ on our, on our game skills. I don't know if I could stay dedicated to that that much, especially if it was that close. I guess, yeah. it, I guess it depends on how, on how, like how good they build the challenge. You know, if it feels like something that you're, if it feels like it's kind of screwing you over or if the game is cheating, you know, it gets really irritating. But if it's something, mm. you know, if it's built so well where it's like, oh, well, I did that. I messed that up and I, I can try to do it better the next time. It depends. So, I mean, it so sounds like this is done so well that it'd be the other one. So the premise of this boss that I laid out last week um, is that this is a shadow of your character and you're basically running through a gauntlet of different mini levels trying to beat him to the finish each time. And I've determined that it actually, oh, by the way, there's, there's a, a score keeping method at the top of the screen, which is your little, um, your little flying character that follows you around quibble. He also has a shadow character, right? And every time you beat the level before the boss, your guy knocks the other guy boss, the other guy back peg and vice versa. Right. I've determined that, that, in different scenarios, it's like if I'm on if I'm on level three of this boss challenge and I lose, then it's going to go to a specific other level. Or if I win, it's going to go to this level. So there's like branching pathways oh, wow. in this boss challenge. It's not random. And so I'm just like, wow, I'm finding out like new things about this boss challenge as I'm you know an hour, two hours into it, and it just it's just reminding me. One of how great this game is, the messenger, and two, what a spectacular series of bosses this is that this game has. I think if I were to like put up my favorite boss levels of all different games, like this would be this 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 game would would have some of the boss best boss levels I've ever played. Like it's it's right up there with any classic boss and, level and- you could imagine. Yeah. And, and this is this is the DLC uh, DM John. I, I think you played yep. the other messenger, but this is this is the Picnic Panic uh, paid right, DLC right. stuff that was added later. Yeah. Which is I don't know if you played that one or not, but it's like even more difficult than the other game. I um, I'm aware of it, <clears throat> um, but I never played the DLC. And when he was describing it, it was something I didn't recognize, so I assumed it was the DLC. Hmm. Right. I think the DLC was free, wasn't it? So, like, if you are interested, you can just download it. 
Oh yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't for free. It wasn't paid, was it? No, it, paid, it wasn't. So. It wasn't paid. Yeah, it was just automatically added on there. Which is yeah. So I have it. Okay, mm-hmm. but, it, but did you ever beat the other one? Because you do have to beat the original messenger to play the DLC. De- define beating it because I I had this major beat- cataclysmic. <laughs> I don't know. You beat the boss, no. and there were credits. I want to say there were credits. Damn, it's been so long. I don't remember, but I did love the game when I, I mean mm-hmm. for a while I was super into it. Yeah, I own I own all the soundtracks. I bought the I bought the past soundtrack. I bought the future soundtrack. I even bought the Picnic Panic soundtrack. So I have all the soundtracks from uh, Rainbow Dragon Eyes for that game. So I really really like the music a lot and the game. That's another part that helps is like hearing those songs over and over again. They're not they, they're not they going to lose their steam. They're <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, they're really good. And, and I remember it, the DLC came out, and we had to I had to go back and beat the boss again, even though I'd, I had already beat the boss. I still had to go back and do it again because for whatever reason to get to the DLC. So that was kind of irritating. But no, it makes you make me want to go back and try it. Like I should play it. I should play it again. I think you should. Because I have it yeah. and I just never beat the DLC. Do you remember what part you were stuck at? Was was it the octopus boss? I remember that was pretty tough. Uh, is that the one in the water? Yeah. Yep. I beat the one in the water. I remember doing that. I think I might have just beat it and then quit and then just didn't go back. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I encourage you to go back and give it a try because this, this boss is pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's it's on my list. There's actually another one that's in the news that I kind of wanted to go back and try, also that I never beat. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that you're still staying on it and you're not like completely frustrated with it. Oh yeah, I think I'll beat it this week. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's it for me though. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Let's uh, we'll just cover some news stuff real quick here. Yeah, so we talk about the games that are coming out this week. Uh, we mentioned Sakuna, Rice and Ruin. That's out. That's $40. Uh, I'm definitely interested in it. If you, you know, it'd be cool if Jeremy ends up getting it, then I can hear more impressions about it. But it was it was one that I was definitely looking for. Also, that uh, Fuser game came out, the, the new Rock Band game, which I still don't really understand what it is, but it's out now, and it's like 60 bucks. It's like made by the guys who did Rock Band. So it's a harmonics, X harmonics game, whatever they're called now. But uh, it was the one is that it was the DJ one. Yeah, the DJ one. It's out. It came out like this week. So okay. I don't know. I mean, just as far as it's it's sixty dollars. I wish there was some sort of demo or something so I could kind of figure out what it is. I, I mean, I'm, I'm in no position to pay sixty dollars for a rhythm game, but I don't know. But I'm still really interested to see what it is because people seem to like it. If it turns into, if it's one of those things where it's kind of like a loop play game where you can kind of make your own music from loops of other stuff, mm-hmm. that might be interesting. Yeah. But if it's kind of a glorified DDR or, or Guitar Hero with uh, DJ tables, that wouldn't really interest me at all. Well, I mean, well, they had that DJ Hero game, which I never played, but I remember they had the plastic, had the plastic like turntable with the buttons. It's I like, tried it once. Yeah. It was, it was cool. I just never had any desire to buy it. I never, I never played it. Yeah. It was just, I was, I bought I, it. And I I don't remember if I ever played it more than like five hours. I think I, I think I was just off of Guitar Hero. Maybe by the time it came out, maybe I was just tired of it, like most people were, because it kind of like dug itself into the into the ground. But yeah. Also, uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit comes out this with this week the remake, which is forty dollars. That comes out on the thirteenth. Also, uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory is coming out this week. I'm not really interested in that, but I did I did play the demo that's on there. Like I played it a few weeks ago, just didn't get around to talking about it because we were talking about other stuff. But 
I did play the demo. It's weird. It's like you like run, you're like walking down this pathway and you, you know, hit button to like attack different people at different times in the, in the rhythm and all that. There was a game kind of like that in the Super Mario Party game where you kind of go, go down a set pathway and you, you know, push buttons to do different things. I'm not really a fan of Kingdom Hearts at all. So it really does nothing for me, but I guess there's some Final Fantasy songs in there, but that is coming out this week. So those are the those are the ones that I noticed that were on there, like for this. I think also, uh, oh yeah, also there's this Ghost Runner game that kind of had its own like controversy with it. There's a, which I heard about. It's called Ghost Runner. It kind of looks like Mirror's Edge, sort of, but it's like a first person uh, ninja game where you like jump from one thing, and it's all about like, and, and it's I guess it's kind of like a first person version of uh, Katana Zero, from what it sounded like to me. Where, like, you get hit once, you die, and you hit the other guy once, they die, you know? So you definitely have to, like, be able to, like, dodge every bullet and make it through and get into some... And and, and it got reviewed really well, actually, and they said the Switch version was good, so it was kind of on my radar. And I saw that it was out. There was a confusion. It was... It said... I saw that it was out on the eShop, but it also had... But it was also... Also said that it wasn't out on the eShop. It was, like, available, but it also said it wasn't coming out until the 9th. But so it was in the coming soon, but it was also in the recently recently released. And then I saw an article that that somebody said that like it was removed from the eShop, and now it's there now. And I was really confused about it. Like I don't know what was happening, but I guess it is actually out now, and you can get it for like twenty percent off. I think it's like thirty normally, and it's like on sale for twenty something. But till the end of November, well, till Jeremy's birthday, the thirtieth. So. There's that. But that was another one I was kind of interested in, in that was coming out this week. Also, there's a big, like, uh, Bandai Namco sale going on right now where, like, it's like a 15, nine, 15, 15 and below sale. So, like, Katamari Damacy. It's like just about every one of their games. Yeah, like, Katamari is, like, 10 from 30. Mr. Driller is half off. Uh, that was one we talked about a long that time ago. That was the one that was a GameCube game, right? Uh, wasn't Mr. Driller the one that was an arcade? Like we played the demo. I remember you played the demo too. Like it was, you could. That was the one that started on PlayStation. Yeah, it was a. It, I thought it was like a DS too at one point. But we we played the demo and we talked about it on a show. But it's it's half off now. It's fourteen ninety nine. What I think is the best deal is uh Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition for fifteen dollars, yeah. marked down from fifty. And uh, that's another game that's on my radar that I really would like to play through. Also, uh. Fucking Taiko no Tatsujin is great, by the way. People should play that game. It's basically like, I mean, speaking of what we were talking about before about the Sega arcades and all that, like those are everywhere in Japan too, the Taiko, the Taiko Tatsujin games. And also, um, it's made by, uh, Taito, so it's the same, it's pretty much the same game as Donkey Konga, except not without Donkey Kong in it. So it's the same idea where the, where the stuff goes by you. And if you have, if you have a GameCube adapter, and you have your DK bongos; they totally work. You can use them as as a controller in this. I did it. It's 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 set up to where to the to where the bongos would hit the the equivalent of the outside or the inside of the drum for Taiko Drum Master. So it works if you have that available. You can totally play it like that. Granted, you do need to hook up a controller, a regular controller. You have to switch from that and the bongo controller because the bongos doesn't have a digital pad on it, so you can't actually pick songs. But once you pick the song, you can play it with the bongos. So. Pretty cool. And well, these two uh, One Piece games, you need those. I have one of them. <laughs> I bought one. I don't remember which one it was, but I bought one of them that was on sale for eleven ninety nine before. I bought the, uh, you know, they're, I think they're both like uh, Hyrule Warriors, uh, Dynasty Warriors types games. And I bought it. Games. I bought it, and I played it in the plane on the way to Japan. 
And I ended up actually not really liking it that much because I felt like it took a lot of the charm of the cartoon out of it. It seemed more, it seemed too serious. It wasn't funny enough. Like the the cartoon's funny, and also it took out all the theme songs, which suck because the theme songs are so good in that in that show. But whatever. But yeah, that's that's a big that's one of the big sales that's happening right now. Uh, yeah, Pac Man Champion Edition two. That one's really good too. Uh, I have that game. I played oh, yeah, played plenty of it. How I much is it going for? I think it's ten now from twenty, which is which isn't a bad deal. And and then like and there's various uh, Namco Museum Volume One and Two. Doesn't one of those is it one of those that has the eight uh, bit version of Pac Man Championship Edition? Uh, I don't know. I think I heard about that. What do you mean, like the the? So it's a yeah. There's a D make of Pac Man Championship Edition on. I thought it was on one of the museum archive games. Oh, okay. Because I have. I have the physical. I have I've like, also heard that people yeah. have actually figured out how to like make a ROM out of it and put it on an NES cart. Oh, weird! I have the physical version of one of the Namco arcade uh, museums. I have the one that has uh, the Pac-Man Pac-Man verse on it, where you can play it with the. You can download other versions for free and play it through the internet like that. But I think you can only do it with your friends. But I do have. I wonder that, if it must maybe it's two then because yeah. maybe that was their gimmick for that one. Because uh, I do have that one. And I got it. It was a Black Friday thing, but I did. Yeah, so I I have that. It has like Splatterhouse on it and like a, and some bunch of other stuff on it. I played it a couple times, but it's it's uh, physical, so I haven't played it that much. Oh, it says it's on Volume One. Yeah, so there's there's stuff like that on there. Yeah, those those are big re- big uh, stuff and releases. Oh yeah, I do want to talk about. I mentioned it in the top of the show, but AEW they did their own little like twenty minute uh, direct online. Which I watched and actually got a kick out of. I think I think if you weren't into the in, into the AEW and don't know the wrestlers, you might not like it as much. But I thought it was fun. They do their I was excited own- because they they made it clear like they're styling this after at least so there's three games announced and the one sort of main console game. They're styling it after WWF No Mercy, which was one of the most cherished games on the N64, right? Well, as far as wrestling goes, yeah, I mean that that was No Mercy was the last one that came out. That's why most people remember that it was the last one that came out on sixty four. Even though I would argue that I think WrestleMania two thousand or WW or WCW Revenge were probably better games, but but that was the one that had the most was that was that final one of No Mercy, which which I played. But yeah, they announced and they'd actually they'd actually uh, kind of like teased this before Kenny Omega did because I actually you know I went to see them. I went. I went to the pay per view event at the beginning of this year, back when 2020 was cool, you know, because I went to the C2E2 event in Chicago, which I probably shouldn't have because it was, you know, dangerous place to be because there was like thousands of people there. But you know, I went. I went to C2E2 and I went to the to the the uh, wrestling thing, which was like probably one of the best. I saw one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen of all time at that thing. But. But they did. They did do like a panel discussion. Uh, Kenny Omega did, and he talked about how he had been like in conversations with the original director from Aki, who had worked on the the wrestling games. And he'd actually tweeted at them before as well. And they said, you know, basically like, you know, talk to me later, like hint, hint, like you know, wink, wink. Like they did kind of like hint at it before. So it was kind of something that was rumored. But now they had an official video now to say that they do have. Um, I know you have his name down on here. Uh, I don't want to mess it up. Iwashita. Yeah, or they call him uh, Geta-san because his name's—I guess his nickname is Geta, which I don't know why. But uh, yeah, yeah, Hideyuki uh, Iwashita. 
is is uh, actually working on it, and he was the director of No Mercy and probably those other ones as well. So that's cool. That's that's a good that's a good sign there. Even though, uh, from what I saw of the video, the art style is really weird. Like everyone's necks look really huge, and they have like Popeye hands. Like their hands are like really big. So I did I did find that weird. It doesn't look as cartoony as the Battlegrounds game that just came out, but similar yeah, it, though it, it, it's, it looks like what they've tried to do you know they announced that it's coming for current and next gen consoles yeah and that had me like digging a little bit to see okay any confirmations coming for switch couldn't find any confirmation but if you look at the visuals it's like that's not ps5 it's not even really the full power of ps4 yeah you know so th- i think they're dumbing it down so they can get it on switch well i mean so the way the video goes is uh Basically, different people from AEW come out and like announce different things. But uh, Kenny Omega is the first guy. He was a wrestler for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling before AEW. He's kind of like one of the main owners of AEW, and he's a huge he's a huge video game fanatic. So I'm pretty sure that he would push for like it to be on Switch as well. I'd find it really weird if it if it ended up not being on there. So he the way the video goes, he introduced that first. They all everybody's dressed up like. Uh, Steve Jobs thought that was funny with the turtleneck and all that. Kenny Omega like talks about the game and they show like this funny, like pixelated version. That's like really bad. And then he, and then he shows the other one. But then like after that, uh, various wrestlers like uh, Aubrey Edwards, who's the, one of the refs, like she comes out and she announces the mobile game, which is like AEW managers where you can like put events together and stuff like that, which looked like it could be kind of fun. I don't know if it's free, I'll play it. And then, uh, and, and then I think it was, uh, Dr. Britt Baker came out came out after that, and uh, she announced the AEW game shirt, which I thought was hilarious. They have a T-shirt of, of their game thing, and then uh, and then uh, Cody Rhodes came in after that to announce the casino AEW game. Casino. Yeah, which is that's kind of bizarre, but I guess you can real win like real prizes in there. So once again, I'd try that if it's if it's free, and that's supposed to come out soon. It says like winter of this year, so that's supposed to be the first the first review, but I found it funny because like every, every uh, wrestler that came out or every character, they would kind of say the same thing. They were all like, well, you know, when I talked to the owner, when I got hired here, I was like, I want to be the head of the video game division. And like, everybody says that. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny as it goes through, but yeah, they show, they show footage of it and the, of the regular console game. And it, it kind of reminds me a lot of the legend of wrestling games that were on like Wii and GameCube. It kind of looks like that art style, you know, like very much over the top. Which is kind of weird, but, you know, I don't care. As long as I have the AEW guys in there and it plays good, I'll definitely play it. But, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, everybody's neck looks really big. <laughs> you know, it's like... And then they almost look kind of, like, too muscly. Like, almost like Street Fighter Four level of, like, super roidy characters. You know, I was like, it didn't look quite right to Gears me. Gears But whatever. Yeah, yeah. But fine. I don't really care. As long as it plays well, I'll definitely buy it. I'll buy it for whatever system it comes out for. It's between the PlayStation 4 or Switch, just because I really like the federation and i want to have a game of them i'm excited for it and i can't even name a single AEW wrestler yeah but you know you know some of them you know i mean you know who chris jericho is right i know now that he's in AEW. yeah he's in AEW, so you know him do you remember the hardy the hardy boys from from yeah, wwe yeah. yeah matt hardy's in there as well you know who uh jake the snake roberts is right yeah of course he's in AEW. so you so see you know you know some AEW people okay yeah so yeah, no. It's, now I'm more excited. Yeah, so you you know you know some people. There's some there's some crossover. Plus, uh, Cody Rhodes is Dustin Rhodes' son. So uh, so him and his him and his brother. I forget what's the other one. Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes are both kids of Dusty Rhodes. So you kind of know them as well. So it's 
you see people plus um what's his name uh one of the one of the famous announcers from the 80s WWF he's he's in there as well Jim Ross yeah JR he's oh, he's yeah. in he's in there also he's one of the announcers right. so you you you'd see you see people that you've recognized I'm sure in there but no AEW is great like the wrestling is really good like technically so I, I'm really excited to play the game I don't know when I mean I'm sure it's not going to come out like until next year or the year after but I've been kind of hanging on every sort of news on that. I made sure to follow the AEW games and all that stuff so I can make sure and keep track of it. So it's going to be cool. We got a new Dizzy game coming for Switch. Oh, my God. I was expecting that. What's a Dizzy game, by the way? So the Aladdin Deck Enhancer. It was one of the games on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I knew I. that's like what Jeremy had, right? Isn't yeah, that yeah. one of the Quattro? I've got it right here. This is yeah. the actual Aladdin Deck Enhanced cartridge. Yeah. With Dizzy on it. Yeah, the Quattro. Oh, but I don't uh, have the deck enhancer. I only have the cartridge. Show me the, Show me that again, because I have a Quattro Adventure. I, I wonder if that's the same one. This is the Aladdin, like smaller one. I actually have the uh, the NES one as well. <clears throat> I'm gonna go find mine. I'll be right. Back. I think it was on the Quattro Adventure. Mm. I think it, it came out on both. Well, yeah. So I've got this one, and then I've got an NES one. I've got an NES cartridge. Like a standard cartridge that's the mm. same game. This is just the mini Aladdin one where you had to have like an adapter to put this that in the box. Looks kind of mitt. It's in good shape. That's the Linus. That's the one with Linus Spacehead, right? Yep. Yeah, because I know I, I know that one because you've talked about that one many a times. It looks like it's the same the same games. Yeah, right. And it has a switch on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, I, ha- I have that yep. cartridge. Yeah, Jeremy has the also, same thing. The Quattro Adventures. So we're getting a new Dizzy game. Same developers? Yeah, the Codemasters. Same original. Well, I guess it's the Oliver Twins, two brothers. Oh, okay. So it's the actual, like, maybe not affiliate the guys the company. It, yeah. the de- okay. No word on the one that's coming, but they say more details are coming soon. Very interesting. I mean, why not? I mean, Switch seems to be the place to, to sell stuff. And speaking of that, there's a couple other things that are actually in the eShop now that you can pre-order. But a Serious Sam collection for $30. It actually has three games on it. Uh, I have Serious Sam. I have this. I have the GameCube one. I have that one. Uh, I, I mean, I've talked about it many times on the show. I'm a big fan of old-school pers- first-person shooters. But Serious Sam was not really one that I liked that much because it's like, it's like wave-based. It's not really level-based. You know, it's just like... They just keep Hold throwing the shoot button and go. Yeah. yeah, they just keep throwing guys at you, and it's just like, how long can you last in like an arena with a bunch of people? And I prefer the stuff that's more about like level designs and stuff. So I never really loved Serious Sam, but we'll see. We'll see how this one goes. It's still cool they're doing it. Yeah, no, I'm glad they're doing it. No, I love. I, I mean, bring the more that they can on Switch. I'm just saying, for me, being an old school first person shooter guy, Serious Sam was never really my bag. But speaking of another, let's talk about another first-person shooter thing that's unfortunately not going to be my thing. Uh, so we talked about this a long time ago, but uh, 13, the game 13, it was on GameCube, uh, spelled in Roman numerals. It was supposed to get a remake. It was actually supposed to come out like last year, I think, and it's been like delayed multiple times. I guess it's out now, or at least people have review review, review copies of it, but... They basically uh, the original game was uh, was fully like cell shaded and it was it's based on a comic book so it's supposed to look like a comic book atmosphere. There were like panels and stuff, 
And uh, they remade this and they took all the cell shading out. And now everybody looks like fucking Fortnite characters. And it's really bizarre. I don't know why, why that. And apparently it's glitchy as fuck. Like I watched some videos of it earlier. And there's like stuff popping in and out everywhere. And like people are, there's like weird animations or some characters aren't animating or like they're disappearing. And it looks incredibly glitchy. And I'm just like, I don't know what. I was hoping that they were just going to do like what they did with Turok, like with like deep, what like Deep Dive did and just. Just like put the game on there and just make it run better and make it like yeah, make the resolution yeah. a little bit higher. Like that's what I that's what I prefer. You know, just or like what they did with Doom sixty four. You know, make it a little bit brighter. Like give it sixteen by nine and higher resolution and make it run better. Boom. You you know don't change. Yeah, the it graphics. seems to me like the the style allowed it to be. You know, like I mean, well, look what they did with Wind Waker HD. That yeah. was like a, a, you know, I, I'm sure that had a bigger budget behind it, but. Um, that was taking the cell shaded look and up upgrading it somewhat. And to be honest, I kind of do still prefer the look of the GameCube version of that, but um, it's not that different. Whereas yeah. in this case, it's like, what, what the hell did you do with the, like the style? It, it really, it really bones me out. Cause I like 13 and I bought, I remember I bought 13 cause I only had rented it before and I bought it at one of the MGCs, which I'm sure you guys have figured it out by now. I'm pretty sure MGC isn't happening <laughs> next year. And I don't think things are going to be fine in April. I, that just kind of came to me the other day where I'm like, you know, I don't, that's I don't, very soon. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think, well, MGC is like, what, like five months away maybe now. From, well, and then they scheduled yeah. it. Didn't they scheduled in March? Like they, they put, they bumped it up. Oh, did they? Or, or maybe it was like the first weekend of April. Oh. I can't remember, but yeah. I, I don't it, was know if, it was bumped up next year. Like in yeah. the time frame. I, don't, I didn't remember if they'd actually pushed the date, but I guess, cause I got an email from C2E2 saying that they're basically telling me that they're like, oh, our, they have a new, their date is for like mid-December of next year. That's what they, that's what they're at, looking for on C2E2 because they think that maybe people will be able to go places at the end of next year of 2021. And then I realized that I was like, well, shit, like MGC is only like four or five months away from now. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's not going to be one next year. No way. Like it's too soon. You know. It's a bit optimistic. Yeah. I mean, think. so I just kind of thought about that, which, which sucks because, you know, we missed, really missed Midwest Gaming Classic la- this year. And I don't think it's going to happen next year unless it's like in December, maybe, you know, which is a shame. Like, speaking of that, but I did buy the original 13 there and I was playing it for a while and I was like, oh, there's a remake. I should wait for the remake. And now here's the remake sucks, which is too bad. But you can buy the GameCube game for like nothing. So if anybody wants to play it, Check it out on eBay. Hopefully, it doesn't. The price doesn't like shoot up now that everybody found out that the that this the uh, remaster kind of sucks. It's also really cheap on Steam. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can get the the regular one on Steam too, right? Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Sam and Max Save the World remastered is on there. It's you can preload both of these, by the way, on the eShop. Or well, you can preload Serious Sam and Sam and Max. Not 13, but they're on there. But uh, Sam and Max, I have the first volume on Wii, and I don't know if 2 ever came out on there or not, but I don't have that one. But it's $20. Big week for Sam's on, yeah. on the Yeah. <laughs> I know you're big into point-and-click stuff, John, so I thought that might be something yeah, you might I have the I have the chapter one of, of this one, which came out on, on Wii. Yeah, I have it too. I don't know if they actually released the whole series on Wii or, or not, but uh, it will be nice to be able to... to play that through and actually finish it there 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 was a two there was a two on Wii, and i looked it up because i was playing through one just for a stream for i don't remember why but oh it was because of the release of uh, phoenix right i was playing like games that were like that back when i used to do like countdown stuff on twitch but 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's on there. It's worth looking at. Also, I found uh, Sheer and the Wanderer supposed to come out on December 2nd. And John Wick Hex, which we never mentioned, which is basically looks like – it basically looks like super hot with, with John Wick. So I'm super interested in that. I think it looks cool. It's like the same sort of thing where you have to plan out your way that you're going and make sure you don't get hit and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's that stuff. Let's see what else we can run through here. Got a review really on uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity coming from Famitsu. They gave it a 36 out of 40. Isn't that the same uh, Isn't that the same number that uh, Paper Mario got? Yes. I think it is. <laughs> it was that or 38. It was high. Yeah. I mean, they they seem to be pretty, you know, pretty nice with their with their review scores, from what I've seen. I, I that is probably the the uh, game I'm the most excited about for the rest of the year is Age of Calamity. That just it. I love Zelda. I like Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, but this looks like um, the best of both. You know, I mean, I the preview reviews I've heard is that it's mechanically it's more Hy- Hyrule Warriors, but Aesthetic, I mean, it basically f- still feels more like Breath of the Wild, even though it plays more like Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Did you play have the you, demo? Have, yeah. yeah. Have you played the demo? Mm-hmm. It's on there. No, I haven't downloaded it yet. Um, I, I will. I'll have to. I'll have to. Yeah. I mean, it's on it'll there. Let, it'll let you continue from wherever you, I think. Right. That's right. It gives you the first chapter, and then it'll carry your save over to the full game when you get it. That's right. Yeah, you get to play. It's not a waste of time. You get to play like four or five of them, I think, that you can yeah, actually like play demo. the... It's it's a pretty you, you get a few hours out of it, but yeah, then it continues. Well, then it shows you like all these different levels, and I'm like, oh, cool, I want to go there because it's like it's like how about like Death Mountain or how about like the Ice World or how about the Sand World, and I'm like, cool, I'm gonna go play all those. But then when you try to load them up, it's like, oh, you know what, you gotta buy the game. You don't get to play these ones. So I'm like, oh shit. So yeah, so that's kind of where they put you on that. But yeah, no, and there's a aren't there um. I think they unveiled like the some of the amiibo uh, interactivity with it as well. I'm glad that something's actually yeah. wearing, using amiibo activity. Yeah, it's kind of basic um, amiibo function, but you just you know get weapons and that kind of thing. I mean, that's how the other one was. Like you could scan it and get and get extra bonuses and stuff. So, and that's how uh, Breath of the Wild was also. You know, you get like stuff that would fall from the sky after you uh, scan your dudes on there. So, oh, and some of them would be and and specific Link ones would give you uh, costume stuff that you would unlock as well so and your and your weapons don't break so that's a big deal on that they're actually not, <laughs> not breakable i know a lot of people are happy about that um this is the one i was kind of talking about earlier when we were talking about the messenger but uh the developers of celeste said that uh celeste is trans which i, I think that. is cool that, that makes that, that, make, one, yeah. that makes the story like even more important about like uh you know like just having you know having to having to deal with the being a trans person, you know, they're very much uh, discriminated against and all that. And it gives, makes, gives me more uh, fuel to want to go back and finish Celeste because I never finished it, you know, so. Yeah. And now that the I know. The director of the game, uh, Maddie Thorson, they use uh, they, them pronouns. They wrote uh, a, a Medium post, a post on, on site Medium, explaining that the character is trans and also noting that they are trans as well. So cool. that they were realizing it as the game was in de- development or maybe coming to terms or right. realizing yeah, they, it, I guess, yeah. Yeah, they said that during Celeste's development, I did not know that Madeline or myself were trans. During the Farewell DLC's development, I began to form a hunch. Post-development, I, kn- I now know that we both are. 
That's cool. That's really cool. I like that. That is really. Cool. I think it makes the game. The, I mean, that just the game just keeps getting better. Yeah, it makes the game even stronger. Like after now knowing that, you know, especially if they're having their own journey along with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the character is very, very much about like you know, defeating all odds and defeating your own self. It, like, well, because you have battling and all that stuff, and yeah, that's cool. It makes me want to go back and play it more. I should play that and the messenger for for next week. I think it's I still, not only about battling yourself; it's about accepting yourself. Yes, as well. I think that game is just a great example of you know it could have been just a simple platformer game and it would have been fun enough, but you can almost always add a story and character to a game and improve it and make it stronger. Yeah, yeah. When I yeah. and I mean by by battling like battling against yourself, I mean like uh, maybe battling being like you know people's views on trans people or just what. Maybe in yourself you think people might think of that. Like that's that's sort of what I meant by that. But yeah, no, I'm I'm very interested. That's cool. It should make make the game stronger. So everybody everybody should check it out if they haven't and think of that while you're going into it. So Yeah, and the last bit of news we have is also the saddest. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Oh yeah, Sega. Sega yeah, Sega. <laughs> uh, they asked six hundred and fifty of their employees to voluntarily retire due to the coronavirus yeah aren't they uh isn't the sega sammy aren't they selling like all of their stuff as well like that division yep um they're, they're selling in, in addition to asking all those uh, uh employees to retire they're also selling the majority of their arcade business yeah so 85.1 percent is going to the company uh genda which is another arcade operator yeah yep. genda will take over 200 of Sega's arcades across Japan. But they're not going to tear them down. They're still going to be there, right? They're still going to be there. And as I understood it, they're still going to use the Sega name. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Sega's retaining a 15% stake. So mm-hmm. I imagine that's pretty much just like oh, there you go. part of the deal to use our name. Yeah, I was, I was they're still on the properties themselves that the games that are being played. Right. I was going to say, hold on to those Sega coins that I got for you. And the Sega bags, they might be worth something if they're if they're going to yeah. change them at all. Yeah, and there was another uh, unrelated to Sega, another famous arcade shut down in Shinjuku. It's called Arcade Playland Carnival, and they've been in operation since 1985. I yeah, I'm ashamed that I missed that one. Like I was looking through all the pictures and stuff to see if we had gone there because we did go to a lot of places in Shinjuku because that's where that's where we were staying. But uh, I didn't recognize it, so maybe I guess I didn't see it. Unfortunately, you missed your chance. Yeah, so, so yeah, but yeah, sad Sega stuff. There is like one brief thing I want to say in case it does happen. Uh, well, it is going to happen. Bandai Namco is supposed to have a special broadcast coming up soon right. on uh, when what day is it? Is it in December or? Well, so the anniversary the, December oh, for the first entry was of, of the series was December fifteenth, nineteen ninety five. So I assume that's the date they're doing the broadcast. Yeah, I'm hoping they they're thinking they're going to do a broadcast, so they're hoping that there's going to be some more announcements, maybe tales related. And I would really love to see because uh, there was a tales collection I think released for PlayStation three or four, which had a uh, tales of Symphonia one and two on there, and I would love to see that come to Switch. That'd be great. So, I have I have both of them on GameCube and Wii, and I think Jeremy does too. Dude, but I, I never actually GameCube. I never played. I yeah, I never played I the Wii it one because I wanted to see some you know anime style game. You know, after seeing it on on 
you know, PlayStation and Saturn always had anime style games. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that I could finally get one that was on GameCube. Yeah, and the the Vesperia one like looks a lot like Symphonia. Like it actually even has some of the same uh, like uh, uniforms and stuff that you see in that game, and the characters look the same, and it's kind of like the same world but a different area. So if anybody's interested in it now, you can check that out. The one that's on sale. But yeah, no, I think I think that's it for our episode here. Thanks, uh, thanks, John, for sticking with us for for this one. Uh, do you want to tell everybody what's happening with Nerd Noise Radio? What's what's coming around the corner? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. It's big stuff. So the next episode that's coming out, it'll release on the 19th, is a uh, celebration of the 35th anniversary of Super Mario. It's going to be called Do the Mario. It's going to be 35 tracks long and um, a mix of Mario and extended universe games. And, you know, after almost four years of doing this show and almost 2,000 tracks into it, I will finally be sharing the Super Mario Brothers jingle. So <laughs> I've never featured anything from Super Mario 1 in the entire history of the show. Um, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's too easy. But, you know, you want, you want to go past that. Like, Yeah, even, yeah, that was yeah. the whole point. Because, uh-huh. yeah, well, when I would tell people I did a video game music podcast, they'd all say, oh, you mean like Super Mario Brothers? I'm like, no, not like Super Mario Brothers. But I finally will be sharing Super Mario Brothers. And then in December, we're going to have uh, a two-parter and it's going to be the best of 2019 music pulled from the calendar 2019 episodes. Uh, part one is listener picks, and there were nine contributors, including you, Trey. Yeah, uh, so I'm, five I'm tracks. I'm on there too. Yeah, yeah, you're on there. So five tracks of the episode are picked by Trey, um, and then followed up with part two uh, a week later will be will be uh, St. John's picks, my picks. And the way I do these best of 2019s, it's kind of a dance, you know. Um, listeners get first dibs, so. Before I ever ask a listener for anything, I already have my list. And if listeners start, and then when listener picks start coming in, if they pick something on my list, they get it. I lose it. They get it. And that's fine. Uh, they get, they get first, first dibs and first word. And then I get last word with like a big 75 track monster. It's like a three and a half hour music block. It's, I only do it, that kind of thing once a year because it's so big, mm-hmm. but you know, three and a half hours of uninterrupted music all pulled from calendar 2019. Um, I think you posted one. What, there was one that you did before in a previous year that was like almost four hours, and I listened to all of it while I was delivering. Yeah, so it was it worked out for me. <laughs> well, that's different. That was that was what that was is that was the I totally broke the format of my show. My show channel one is typically uh, a short intro, uninterrupted music, and then a housekeeping outro. And this one was a history of the first fifty episodes. So I would tell the story of the episodes, and then I would play a track each from five episodes tell more story, five more tracks, and so on and so forth. That's how I did that. And I'm going to do that again at episode 100, which I intend to be the final episode of Channel One. Mm. Um, so I've got those those three coming. And then the last thing I have coming on the horizon soon is Christmas Eve will be Channel Two, Episode Two. So Hugh and I's show, uh, Hugh and I's new show. And it'll be just Christmassy or holiday or wintry music. Uh, we don't have a name for the episode yet. Uh, but that's what the subject will be. Nice. So a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, everybody check that out. You know, subscribe, uh, look it up on your podcatchers and all that stuff. I will definitely check yep. out those episodes. Is uh, so is is channel two? Is that going to be in a different uh, channel then, or how would you find It'll it the in same. the podcast world? Or is it going to be under the same feed? It's going to be under the same feed, and it's a quarterly, and it's a completely different format. I'm, I'm calling it channel two because it's a completely different show. 
right? Um, you know, channel one is the music block, the mixtape. Channel two is me and Hugh or one of our backup panelists, if Hugh or I can't make it, sharing tracks and talking about them. Your more typical video game music podcast where, you know, it's more conversational and more, you know, uh-huh. it's it's deep in the way that channel one is shallow and shallow in the way that channel one is deep. Sure, yeah. It's like the other side of it. Cool. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. check it out. I'll, I'll put the link to your website on there on the details and stuff or just to um, fi- uh, Twitter or YouTube or yeah, various stuff. Check that out on there to find awesome. you. Thank you. And uh, if you want to find our stuff, we're at nintendominpodcast.com. Um, I also do streams. Uh, I do streams on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash nintendominpodcast. I've been streaming late night, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. Um, I did a Nintendo thing last week of just kind of just playing through my black backlog stuff. So stop by and listen to that. And I also, I beat Mario in less than four hours on there. So whenever I feel like doing a Super Mario 64 speed run again, I'll probably definitely do it on there. And Jeremy's awesome. been doing some stuff on JMAX stack as well. So I have. you try to find that. And also, which if you- I did just purchase uh, Rice and Ruins. So I will be. Oh, cool. You did it on the, you did it live on the show. So there you did go. It live. Stream that tonight. I'll watch it. <laughs> Let's see what it's like. Uh, yeah. Also, um, if you follow us on Twitter, I'm a Ninton underscore domain, Jeremy's JMAX stack. And you have a Twitter as well, John, right? Uh, Nerd Noise Radio? I have Nerd Noise Radio. Yeah. And then I have, so that's Nerd Noise Radio for the show. And then my personal Twitter is um, at JCW, and the name is St. John from Des Moines. Okay. And that's uh, that's a good place for people to find you if they're looking for, aside from like looking for Nerd Noise, Nerd Noise Radio on the podcatchers and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I keep I keep as much of me as I can off of Nerd Noise Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do, I I bring a little Nerd Noise Radio to my personal one, but if you yeah, if you want to know the show, do Nerd Noise Radio. If you want to know me, do J- at JCW. Okay, and I can put links to that as well. And uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast is also where we're at. And uh, I have a sister show with with my wife as well called uh, How Is It Now, where we talk about older Oscar winning movies and how they are now. We just did a we just did the greatest show on earth, which is probably the worst movie to get a movie of the year before Crash did. So it's uh, fun to listen to us <laughs> talk about it. And it's actually we recorded it on election day, so you can kind of tell our nervousness as we do it. But I thought it was fun. We had a good time picking apart, uh, you know, Charlton Heston and Jimmy Stewart and all those guys in their circus stuff. <laughs> but but yeah, it was fun. You can check that out there. And of course, uh, if you want to support the show, uh, go to patreon.com slash podcast For a dollar, you can hear you can hear all our bonus shows. We just put up a new bonus show about the documentary um, Console Wars that's on uh, CBS All Access. We talked about our views and like what they left out of the movie and various stuff about Sega and Nintendo and all that stuff. And a lot of Mortal Kombat stuff as well. But it's cool. Check it out if you have a dollar. If you donate a dollar on there, you will automatically unlock that and all of the 20-some episodes, bonus episodes that are only available on Patreon. You get all those and just one for a dollar a month. So it's pretty cheap. You can check that out. And, uh, yeah. Um, also, like, there's various different things. For, like, $5, you get unedited video recordings. And, like, 10 you get Perla Beat stuff. Or there's even a 51 where you can get, like, cross-stitched things and stuff like that if you look at it. Various ways to support the show. And check that out. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Mikowski. And our special guest. St. John from Des Moines. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to us, and thanks for being here, John. Uh, again, we always love having you on the show. So thank you. Well, call yeah. me, call me back anytime. Yeah, no problem. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. See you.
It's not there. The yeah. Dorito would fly further away, though. Well, I don't That's know. That's true. I don't know. Because they're, they're trying those, to go for the football. Those Cheetos are like – those Cheetos are like really compact, you know. Yeah. They, they, I think that they would fly far. Like if you're doing like the, like the football paper football thing, you know, you could probably get the the Cheetos would have more distance. I think, probably. I don't know. Um, I can't remember if I. Sh- I'm pretty sure I shared it with you guys the video of me tossing the orange into the trash can. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Metaphorical. Something. Yeah, make that new a GIF. 